Yeah, that was cool. It worked. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Lord of the Rings in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty damn good. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Oh, oh. The beautiful baby boy, Andy Cortez. Hey, guys. together. What are you doing? Fun House's own, Elise Willems, a.k.a. This is the week. This Legolese. is the week. Legolese. This is the week. Elise, I got to be honest with you. I've been looking forward. Out of all the things in my life, I've been looking forward to this the most this week. And like apparently something happened yesterday everyone was talking about. I don't give a shit. It's all about the Lord of the Rings and review, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Every week right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, we review the Lord of the Rings movies. We're doing them part by part. So um, today we are doing Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, part one. Next week we'll be doing Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, part two. Splitting the movies right in half. It's a beautiful time for everybody based on the Blu-rays where they split them for the extended editions. That's right. We're doing them all. We're doing them big. Uh, you can watch live on Twitch. You can watch later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews. And we'll be there. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Just like our Patreon producers did Muhammad Muhammad, Cameron Reagan, Steve Powers, Lee Polero, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Kieran O'Donnell, Drew Gardnier, and Al Tribesman. I uh, want to give a couple shout outs real quick. Shout out to uh, Carter Harrell. At no, this is Carter on Twitter for doing the music for that uh, beautiful intro you guys saw. Of course, Cameron Kennedy doing the visuals for that. Um, today, we are talking about Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Part 1. Released on December 18th, 2002. Uh, the Two Towers was financed and distributed by American studio New Line Cinema, but filmed and edited entirely in Jackson's native New Zealand, concurrently with the other two parts of the trilogy. Now, I had known that, but being pretty much new to this franchise here. I always knew that they filmed together. I didn't realize that they edited and were released year after year. Oh, that yeah. makes these even more impressive. It's crazy, right? How the fuck right? were these movies coming out? So 2001, 2002, 2003, boom, the trilogy's just done? What? Well, what's, what's crazy about that, if you think about it, is that's actually the ideal way to do a trilogy because you have all your actors lined up. They're not going to go away and do something stupid like grow a mustache and then come back and have to like refilm more shit. Um, I'm not, that's pulling that one off the top of my head. I might just make that one up. But like real talk, he probably got so much more out of the budget for the movies because they were able to use all those production resources and not have them walk away and have to rebuild shit and things like that. I'm sure obviously there were multiple, multiple hurdles in keeping a production going for that long. But I just think it's so rad that they were able to do that. Because I think the only other movie that I can think of that I think films back-to-back -back sequels was The Matrix 2 and 3. I want to well, say in, they did in, that. Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, Infinity War and Endgame, yeah. But see, and yeah. again, that, look back what you get out of it. Right? You get 2 and 3, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Future 2 that's good. That's true. So, yeah. But, yeah, but, but uh, when you look at all those, those Avatar are all examples of, of movies that came out <laughs> a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Cameron has a budget for Avatar is eight hundred billion dollars. They've been shooting that movie for fourteen years. They filmed parts uh, two through four back to back. Actually, so the uh, <laughs> actually the way this movie starts off is uh, Peter Jackson said was inspired by Back to the Future with the sort of slow dolling around the mountain with the audio kind of creeping in. You hearing uh, you hearing Gandalf like fighting off the Balrog. He was like, yeah, it was inspired by Back to the Future. It's that so cool, too, show. because if you watch the alternate cut, it, it kicks off and you see the mountain. And it goes, it's the power of love. And you're like, yeah. what? That, what's <laughs> yeah. going on with this? 
directed by Peter Jackson once again. Um, let's see. Why does the budget say $43 million? That is absolutely not right. So it might be uh, right for this. 43 Really? I don't know. I did that. 94 I it like, it's, Oh, 94 Okay. $94 million. Um, I, know they, I know it wasn't like $200 million back in the day. Yeah, 94 Same budget as uh, Fellowship, um, give it. or take. And a box office of $951.2 million, making it the highest grossing film of 2002 and the fourth highest grossing film of all time at the time it released. Um, a runtime of three hours and 46 minutes for this uh, extended edition. But today we are just talking about the first hour and 45 minutes. The Two Towers is widely regarded as one of the greatest and most influential films ever made. The film received numerous accolades at the 75th Academy Awards. It was nominated for six awards, including Best Picture, Best Art Direction, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Mixing. And it won two, Best Sound Editing and Best Visual Effects. Um, as always, we are going to avoid future spoilers. And the final two shout outs I want to give, um, of course, we got Kebabs, who in the description, there is a link to a giant trivia um, document he made. If you're interested in that stuff, you can go check that out. And also we have the Lord of Corrections, the Faz, who is going to be watching along with us and correcting us uh, or just kind of answering our questions that we have here yeah. uh, on the show. Um, so the Faz writes on Reddit. Um, the, my previous post was included in the podcast, and the guys asked if I wanted to do this each week. If by my life or death I can correct you, I will. You have my lore. I appreciate you for that. We also, like just point of, point of clarification, we do not need you to die. You can just write it in. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't have to be a life or death thing. It doesn't have to be a life or death. <laughs> but I like but that it, it does. You never know. I like that if it does, he's ready. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Touche. That's, that's Touche. dedication. Um, so we were talking about the Lothlerian weirdness last week. And he was saying uh, the best explanation is that, yes, they were Lothlorian? on ecstasy. Uh, Lothlorien? Yes. Yeah. Lothlorien. That's what uh, it is. So they uh, were taking that elf drug. He was saying that, like, really, though, Rivendell is a safe haven for elves and a center of knowledge, uh, while Lothlorien is a secluded place of tranquility. The Lotharian elves stay there in isolation, highlighted by the drama of allowing the fellowship to enter. With no mortals to remind them of time and its effects, the elves there do not need to consider it. Without time, they have no urgency and portray a sense of peace and tranquility to outsiders. So that's why they're also drugged out. Weird as shit. <laughs> yeah. Also known that's as 21-year-olds. Really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then why doesn't Gandalf mention the Balrog? And he has a really long thing here, but the easiest way to break this down is to start with the timeline. The last time Balrogs were seen was 6,400 years before the movies. A thousand years prior to the movies, the dwarves in Moria woke the Balrog when mining for Mithril and were quickly slaughtered and the survivors were driven from the kingdom. But this was the first Balrog appearance in 5,400 years. So they called it the Nameless Terror, not realizing what it was. So that, that's kind of the, the thing. It's just been so long that Gandalf's no, like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. No, yeah, who knows? It's a and then, demon. <laughs> the final thing here is about Bill the Pony. All right. He says, Y'all motherfuckers laughing too much about Bill the Pony. <laughs> um, they buy him in Bree from a nasty man named Bill um, who abused and underfed him, but Sam returns him to full health. After they release Bill at Moria, he actually braves the 457 mile journey back to Bree on his own and chases off his former abuser. Put some respect on Bill's name. Hell yeah, <laughs> Bill. If they had shown Woo! that, that would have been great. But they didn't. Yeah, that's hearsay, you know I mean? bro. That's Instead, the kind of shit people they just say bye to Bill. Kevin, there's a there's a trilogy coming out about Bill. You didn't know that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they're gonna turn it into nine <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah. Is it gonna yeah. be nine movies and there's gonna be fourteen other Bills and we don't care about any of their backstories ever? We'll have to so see. <laughs> the last thing he says here is a suggestion for anybody that's a fan of this show or this series. Um, thanks, everyone. I enjoyed doing this, so I ask for nothing in return except one thing. 
I implore you to watch the following video essay from Nerdwriter One. I consider them absolutely essential companion pieces to the film trilogy. You'll be surprised at how they allow you to appreciate these wonderful movies even more. They're fairly short and have over a million views, so you know they're worth. They're, so they are worth your time. Um, yeah, go check it out. Nerdwriter One has some great Lord. Nerdwriter. Oh, okay. Nerdwriter. Yeah, he's super. I mean, dope. Those, those I, I would awesome love video to. Essays. We're already committed to sixteen hours of these movies. I don't need any more companion things. I got. You are our companion. I got it all up here, guys. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy we got you for this. Law (laughs) Florian. Quick, quick, boom! I guess. What do we think about Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers Part One? I knew this. I knew this would be the weakest one, Uh, and it was. But it's crazy that it's the weakest one. But it starts off the best out of any of these movies. Uh, Gandalf fighting a Balrog as they're falling into the center of the earth and then into a lake and then up into a mountain and then in the sky and then beating it. But it takes so much out of him that he goes to fucking space. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. Uh, The thing is, like, when I say this is the weakest one, I still love it. Um, I I do think that the theatrical version is a little bit stronger. Um, because I just don't need all this backstory between like they made essentially tree beard kind of, they gave him a lot of lines that, uh, that Bombadil has apparently from the book. And so they kind of like, that's how they brought in Tom Bombadil's spirit into this movie or whatever. But like, I, that part definitely slows down and they know it's slow and they know that that's the point of it. But, um, when we still get, I mean, you know, King Theoden's whole like sequence and, and, uh, and Grima Wormtongue, like ev- all, I just love all of that, dude. It's so damn good. Adjust the name. Just decision, sire Andy. A just question, my liege. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, dude. The, the king was dope, and I love the visual effects on him. Like he was legitimately scary and creepy as hell, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but the the Wormtongue guy, it's like. <laughs> Are we really gonna name this guy that's obviously a bad dude Wormtongue? It's like it's just yeah. so. It's like, hey, what what was your name? The the tree with the beard. Tree, tree beard. beard. Let's yeah. just fucking do it. And I'm like, I don't, it's just, I feel like this is a build a pony situation where it's just like, this movie could be so cool. This franchise could be so cool and so like deep. And then there's some things that are just so weirdly surface level. That, Tim, like, it reminds, it of reminds me of like Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like, really? She's the only character named Nebula. Like when I think of stuff like that, like, oh, that's, that's Star Lord. Like, like it, there's such generic names. I kind of feel the same way with a lot of the names in here. But I just love, I love that whole sequence with, with Theoden. Uh, I love uh, uh, um, the the writers uh, d- killing the Urukai, and you're like, well, what's what's up with Mary and Pippin? Are they alive? Like, I think it's just all so fucking awesome. Yeah. I knew people were gonna come out swinging for this one, saying the first half of Two Towers doesn't have anything to back it up. Not only does it set up the second half of the best film of the trilogy Mm. but it does so much for us okay we get up close and personal with Gollum finally after him just being a whisper in the first film okay we're gonna meet King Theoden all right we're gonna learn what the implications and the ramifications in different parts of Middle Earth are now we're not just talking hobbits now we're not just talking about the heroes we're talking about the horse lords okay We're talking about the end. Thank God someone is. <laughs> We're talking about the ends. All right. We're going to learn what it means to be a hero. 
question from Nick. Question from Nick. That all sounds great, but can you uh, answer this one question for me? Why do I care about Rohan? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. To this point, you know, we've only heard about Gondor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is this, you know, it's the the iconic city. It's the the uh, the city that sort of has the um, white trumpets. How would you say it? It's, it's kind of like the the blessed city, if you. Will, it gets I all the like. attention. It yeah. gets so much attention, you know. Um, but then you have. And Gondor sounds side. awesome. I want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I go there. definitely want to be a Gondor. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> king Theoden juxt- juxtaposed to Aragorn is great because you have this king that is has sort of, in a way, failed his people. Um. I, I just kind of feel like Rohan sucks. Like it, it's a shitty city. Oh, like, okay. I was, like it looked kind of cool. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, I'm sure the 15 houses that were on that hill are are, are cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but I guess I, I, mean, I guess the issue I have with this movie specifically is it feels and and this is a criticism and I'm being honest right now because uh, you know this just take it for what it is. It just feels like a lot of this is filler, and they just needed to fill some time to sh- because watching Sam. And Frodo get to Mordor is like it's gonna wear thin. So let's Nick, throw in a bunch of shit about the the so humans fighting because the... nobody. But like, <laughs> but like, my thing is this: like, why do the humans matter in this at all? Why do the armies matter? Why does These Aragorn the matter? Water geopolitical implications. This is what is at stake if we let Sauron win. This is Saruman showing that he has power over cities as well. Got power and... in the land. And he and so he's, if so okay so if they okay let's let's play this scenario out ladies and gentlemen I'm tired of this I'm tired of being Mr. Nice Guy let's have some serious <laughs> criticisms here of the Lord of the Rings that's true of all time okay if Frodo walks his ass his little tiny Hobbit cute ass up to Mount Doom and flicks that ring in. Doesn't all of this just go away? Doesn't it destroy Sauron's power? Doesn't it just then leave Saruman up in his little tower with his white robe and he takes it off and he's just fucking hairless down there? I don't know what he does. He greases himself up. Like I imagine Frank greases himself up getting in and out of the the, the shower. What is the, like, my big, my big problem with this is all, all, the only ones I care about toward the end of this is is, uh, Frodo. Everyone else, I'm like, cool, Aragorn's the king, but what does it really fucking matter? Because at the end of the day, if Frodo doesn't do his job, none of this matters. Right, well, but well, because the- well, he's like halfway on the way to doing his job. Though there's still a lot of human lives at stake here. They know that Saruman still commands all these armies of Urukai, these giant hordes of of awful uh, beings that are come to kill a bunch of humans and stuff. And w- the humans know, and the Fellowship knows, we need a lot of humans on our side. We need Rohan to be on our side. We need Saruman's Theoden. got the numbers. We so you're Theoden. saying, so you're saying to me that if if the he just if if Frodo destroys the ring. Right, and but there's still a war happening. That's what that's what that's what you're telling me. That Sauron goes away, but Saruman's like, oh, I'm gonna still fight this well, war. The, the yeah, thing no, is, I, like, I think that that's, wait, sorry, sorry, I was gonna say, I think that that's accurate. I think that like at this point, Saruman, no, which which one's the wizard? That's like that's basically like oh, saying Starscream would yeah. just keep going on and totally. Well, yeah, but, Nick, but I mean that happens, right? We saw what's his lame. face die, and Starscream kept going. Remember, he had a crown. Yeah, no. He did it because remember everyone was like, "This guy's an asshole," and they fought over each other. Nick, and all he had was I'm three dudes left in a fucking movie, and cheese burrito. I'm talking about the animated movie. He got a crown. He was continuing forward, and that's what would happen if the ring got destroyed. So yeah, but no one would have been like, no one would care. But he was in the army, and you see that in this movie. Remember, it would have been like this. The Optimus Prime would have been like, "That's cute." Uh, Starscream's over there trying to take over Why a fucking Seven Eleven. Trying to take over a Seven Eleven. I was talking about Lord of the Rings. Robin Hood. Frodo's in a he's in a race against time here. And yeah. the thing is, is like 
Sauron's going to attack, Saruman's going to attack, and they're not going to wait for Frodo to get. So, like, in the meantime, they got to defend the world. Like, they yeah. can't, you yeah. know, defend li- innocent lives while Frodo's trying to get that ring. I mean, the attacks um, start in this hole. movie, right? We we start to yeah. see the, uh, I don't know what they call them, the, the mountain the, folk. The, Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing the the extended edition yeah. really brought out is like in the regular edition uh, for Tim the humans that are like kind of the wildlings yeah. in this one. Let's just make that quick uh, mm-hmm. comparison. None of that is really in the originals. Like they they showed that there are bad humans that joined Saruman's army, but they never. There's that scene where the 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 wildling like cuts his hand to like show oh, his yeah. uh, his loyalty or whatever to Saruman. That never happens at theatrical, and huh. it and I thought it was kind of confusing watching the theatrical as well because they, I mean, even in the Why making of humans, even in the making of it, they're like, yeah, New Line Cinema was kind of like this is confusing. I didn't know that, that like so humans are bad too, but Sometimes. I mean we gotta understand we gotta understand that it's like like yeah they at least makes a great point. They still have to defend the world. They can't just like be like. Oh, Come on, Frodo. I hope he's there by now. Like they, they still have to do something in case Frodo doesn't get there and destroy the ring. They don't. That's that's not a guaranteed at this point. Yeah, I guess I, I understand that. It just feels like that. That's that story. That that aspect of it always felt just so so much less exciting because, like, it's just you have to. Frodo has to succeed. If he doesn't succeed, everything's done anyway. So whatever the humans do, granted, it just feels like they're they're. They're sort of biding their time until hopefully the little guy gets away with it, which I, I understand I, is sort of the story, well, but like I don't it just always felt true, so much though. lesser than Frodo's story. But I, I don't think yeah. that's true. So like even if Frodo no, because if Frodo fails, fails they're fucked. If Frodo they're, they're fails not, and Sauron comes, they're just yeah, back in the, they're fucked. No, because they're just back in the situation they were like six thousand years ago, right? Where they have to mm-hmm. fight this dude full force. It, it's just it makes life harder if he fails, right? What really confused me. Was when Gandalf the Grey died and then became Gandalf the White. He became the head of his order. And was still wearing gray. And I was like, this is bullshit. What the fuck? And then he took that shit off. (laughs) He was wearing white. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, uh, Tim, just like the moment of, I will draw you like I have drawn poison from the wound. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good, dude. Okay, when uh, when he walks in there with the wand and the, or his staff and the other dude's like, bro, I told you to take the staff. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh you're fast. <laughs> and by the way, Grima Wormtongue, the voice of Chucky from no, Brad Dwarf, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Brad the Dwarf. Yeah, dwarf. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. an Andy fact. Yeah, a little Andy fact right there. Wait, the voice of no. Chucky from what? Child's Child's Play. play. Huh, okay. He actually was I, in I Child's Play. Also, he smells no. like that's weird. That's <laughs> someone else completely. He plays <laughs> the serial killer that voodoo's himself into Chucky in the first God. Child's Play as well. Mm-hmm. So, to terrified. Nick's I remarks, I say, what can men do against such reckless such hate? Reckless hate. Okay. Oh, first off, don't say Nick's remarks. We're not in a Senate hearing here. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not. This is not going on an official public record where I'm running for some sort of position. <laughs> I'm right. Okay. I'm just down. saying. I'm just saying. Who cares if Rohan? burns to death it doesn't matter the only human i give a shit about well, seeing be happy is vigo mortensen and Liv tyler and i put them together as one being because in my brain <laughs> they're one well, and with that know, with it, that no future spoilers guys but i'm seeing aragorn with this other girl aon and i'm just like i'm like bro you need to stop looking at her like that right and it's, it's like, like aon you need to keep it don't in your drink pants. that soup i'm not <laughs> liking back this. off you know yeah i don't know man no, i'm telling you i'm watching you vigo Nick Scarpin. Go ahead, Nick Scarpin. This, this is a question for the group, but feel free anyone to answer. Is there anything on this planet sexier and more dangerous than Vigo Mortensen and that stallion? You know what I mean? 
when he's petting that stallion, he, he looks stallion. over. Would you just? I would if he if I saw Vigo if I was in the stable, guys, dial is back with me. I'm in a stable hanging close out. Your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes. Uh-huh. And I look over, and it's me, and there's only one other person here, and it's Vigo Mortensen, and he's leading a giant black stallion out, and it's just so beautiful and way too big for me, but just seems right for him. And he looks over as he looks over. You lock eyes as he starts petting. He starts petting the horse's like the long nose on the horse, and just stroking the horse's nose as he looks deeply into your eyes. And speaking Elvish. And speaking yeah. fucking Elvish. <laughs> and speaking it so quietly so that it feels like no one's listening. Yeah, it, that, I'm that telling you right now. Was the inspiration yeah. for Hidalgo? Someone that was in your eyes now. Wow. Yeah, you guys can open your eyes now. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted you guys to feel. I, I wanted to. you to feel parts of your body you weren't aware of. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Very, Let's very get good. into the plot of Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, Part One. Because I think Extra. along the way, I think along the way, we're going to prove how awesome these moments are. I think. Oh no, 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 no! Look again. It's. I think it's the weakest part, but I still love it. Yeah. Oh no! Don't, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. My criticism. I'm just having criticisms mostly just to screw with you guys. I enjoyed the first hour and forty five minutes of this movie. Oh yeah. And I'm happy to watch the rest of it, and I, th- I like. I like some of the politics. I just. You know, I just think like, hey, just throw the ring in there. Let's get this thing over with. I'm just calling you out for for drama for the viewers. I know. (laughs) The problem is that everyone was like, you guys are way too good together. It's too fun. You guys have to start yelling at each other a little bit. So here we go. We have you. (laughs) (laughs) That's I'm like a chameleon, Tim. One second I like something. One second I can I flip the switch. I can not like it if you want me to not like. That's exactly. PlayStation Five looks great. Can't believe they decided to take that to go back to 2001 and design something that looks like it fit in my living room when I was a fucking fucking college it looks great why not is my wife gonna allow me to have that thing probably not it's hideous anyway let's move on (laughs) lord of the rings the two towers extra long version who now has the strength to stand against the armies of isengard and mordor to stand against the might of sauron and saruman and the union of the two towers god i'm already dude the way nick speak oh my god nick oh baby Now, here's a fun fact for you guys. I had no idea, having read the books and seen the movie, what the two towers meant until I watched it this time. I was like, oh, it's the tower in Isengard and the tower in, oh. uh, in, in uh, what is it, Do or whatever it's called. Go ahead, Elise. Elise, Do you go want ahead. to tell or should I? Go ahead, Elise. I mean, Tolkien has never specified which are the two towers because there are several towers, prominent towers in Middle Earth. Andy, you want to? Well, one of them is Minas Tirith that they that they talk about. But yeah, they even said in the making of like we didn't even really know what Tolkien meant by the two towers. Like, was it Isengard and was it uh, the Sauron I already forget the name. Was it Minas Tirith and was it um um I forget the other Gondor? Was there was there one in Gondor? I don't know. I I don't know. But even even the people who made the damn movie like still don't really know for sure. I feel like that one shot where you see down the two towers makes it like that's that's pretty solid. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So kebabs has got us in chat. The layer of the Nazgul or uh, Minas Morgul. Yeah. Barador as well. Barador. Yeah, that's what I have right here. Ah, we soar high above the mountains, ladies and gentlemen. And things looks pretty hopeful at first until we hear Gandalf's last words. You shall not pass baby we're back into it they waste no time in this you get like a breath or you're like just take a breath everyone because we are going to fight as we are fu-. you know when like tim you know when spider-man did that cool mm-hmm. thing in spider-man 2 where it was fighting down the side of the building and now it's like that's just everyone has to do that you got yeah, any movie that has anything it's like great. this 
This is what started that right there. They are fighting as they're falling. And baby man, Gandalf is, is, we see the whole scene where he gets dragged down by the ball. They start fighting. He's stabbing this thing with a sword. I have no idea where he got that from. And banging its stupid, ugly, smoke-filled face against the rocks as they're falling down. And then boom, they fall. It crests and they fall into this big open space that has a lake below them. And then Frodo wakes up. I love this. That part looked so cool. The wide shot was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Frodo wakes up uh, with Sam by his side. Uh, it's windy and therefore scary. Boom. We get it. The two towers. We finally get the title. Uh, and then Sam's like, he's like, what happened? man?" He's like, I don't know. I think I was just dreaming. And spoilers, you are not, Frodo. That actually happened. And whatever, actually, man, whatever uh, you do for the rest of your life is not ever going to be as cool as that. New Line wanted a uh, wanted another sort of backstory catch ups thing with like Kate Blanchett again. Which is opposite to part one, where they didn't want a, a sort of prologue and hmm, Peter Jackson and his crew fought for one. This time, New Line wanted one and they fought against it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that was just that was a very strong choice, uh, specifically for people who have never heard of Lord of the Rings. That that first five minutes of Lord of the Rings, the fellowship is so dope. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sam and Frodo rappel down a mountain using that elvish rope uh, that uh, Galadriel gave him. But Sam drops a box, which uh, which he's like, oh, you got to catch that, Mr. Frodo. And Frodo's like, OK, it's very important. And then Frodo goes to catch it. and He almost dies. Of course, when they look in the box. What's in the box? Salt from the Shire. The a little box? bit of home. And if I were Fredo at this point, I would have said, Sam, Fredo, you, Fredo, Frodo, sorry. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Frodo. If I were Frodo at this point, I would say, Sam, do you not understand what the fuck we're doing here? Do you not get you almost killed me? And then you would have had to take this ring. And we all know that you do not have the stuff. You don't have the stuff to carry this you ring. So it. keep your stupid boxes in your stupid pants. Okay? And Rose can do better is all I'm saying. But go I'm ahead, saying. To know where you're going, you can't forget where you came from. And Sam knows that better than anyone. Except for Drake. Okay. And guess what? A box full of salt gets you killed. That's what my grandma used to say. That's the <laughs> Italian saying. <laughs> you have high sodium, it's high cholesterol. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of heart disease. Grandma just sitting there be like, that's too much sodium. <laughs> oh no, my grandma died. I think my grandma had like multiple, multiple uh, bypass surgery. She had super high blood pressure and heart disease. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, R.I.P. Grandma. Frodo uh, wants to save the rope they used to climb down, but Sam's like, dude, I tied that shit tight. There's no way we're getting that down. Of course, it is magical elf rope, and he like tugs on it, and it ties itself when it wants to, which I think is cool. kind of like the lasso of truth. And that, uh, that wasn't in the original either, right? In the theatrical? I don't, I think don't it remember was. it being, but... I can't right. remember yeah, it's cool little though, touch. It's so early in this movie. They like they're giving us the ramifications of the gifts from the last movie where they got their video game upgrades. It's like cool, but now look at their dope new powers. And we see it yeah. a couple times throughout this movie, which is really cool. Uh, they scan the path to Mordor, and it looks real tough. Uh, as they scan it, of course, Frodo once again locks eyes with the Eye of Sauron, uh, and the ring gets heavier. And I like. I love that. I love that kind of trope as it just gets heavier and heavier as it gets closer and closer to uh, to Mount Doom. Of course, they take stock of their food. All they got left. That's right, guys. That lamb is bread. Now, I called it last time. Why save Sam, that useless piece of shit? He and Gimli could just go off and make a stew together for all I care. But Sam came through on this one because he has the lamb is bread. <laughs> what does that mean? Did <laughs> <laughs> Gimli go off and make a stew together? Who the hell knows what those two idiots are going to do together? Okay, yeah, all right. a weird combination of people, movie. but okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I shit on Gimli a lot here, so it's, we're going to get we're going to set okay. it. It'll make sense later. You're yeah, just setting yeah, things so up. A little foreshadowing. This is what we call setup for my genius jokes. Everyone, just <laughs> right, stick with right. me. That's what it is. 
Oh, uh, God. You know what would be good with that? Some of that. I tell you what, would be good with some of that Lambus bread, uh, Sam. Some of that fucking Shire salt. Why don't you just ho- ho- pull that over? We'll pull a little butter together with some salt, a little olive oil. Boom, okay. bada bing, bada boom. He's you got yourself a little it snack. For a stew. Oh, Christ. He is saving everything. Sam, I don't need you, is what I would have said if I were Frodo. I got Gollum now. He can carry my shit. F off. Then it starts to rain on them. Good luck staying cheery now. He's like, oh, we're always going to be cheery. Nothing dampers our spirit. He's like, nothing dampers your spirit ever, does it, Sam? Crash cut. It's raining. Sam's in the fucking, he just hates his life. And uh, that's what he gets him. <laughs> the next morning, of course, they realize they're moving in circles. Much worse. Something stinky is stalking them. Enter Gollum. Thinking he's all bad, giving a good performance and shit. Like, how hard is it to talk to yourself and say my pressure's a bunch? Give me the fucking Academy Award. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Wait, are you going to Andy Circus now? He what? really hates Andy Circus. Have you never heard of this? Oh, damn. No, I didn't know yeah. that. At least he has a he has a big rivalry with Andy Circus. He has a list. One time Nick we has met a list Andy of Circus. people. The list includes, but is not limited to, Andy Circus, Mark Wahlberg, Vin Diesel when he's in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who else is on the list? Guys? Look at Nick sitting there uh, so smug and proud of this bullshit <laughs> fucking rivalry. Because these people hey, are better off, than him. First well, off, they're all one sided rivalries. <laughs> oh, yeah. of course. They don't know who I am. I, I, I work in anonymity like any good person on the internet. Andy, I don't want them to know who Andy I am. Andy Circus knows who you are. Remember, we talked to him about you. Andy Circus couldn't would couldn't give two oh, shits right. about he who I am. Not interested and I doubt he remembers he anything. But I'm going to say this Henry Winkler is the last one, at least. Oh. Henry Winkler is the last one. I have a bone to pick with him. The fun. He, he winked me. He, he winked me. I was heart. supposed to host a whole panel with him at Kansas City Comic Con, uh, and he last minute said, uh, "I don't want you." Literally. <laughs> and not only did yeah. he say it, at least he said it to me personally. And behind me, I could feel literally my entire company, all the people in my life that are important to me, standing behind me, ready to laugh. <laughs> Andy, Andy, I, I would like to take this moment to do a podcast within a podcast because Elise needs to get educated. I want to hear you give the plot of Nick getting winked. Yeah, I got winked. You want to hear? Okay, okay. So check this out. Check this out, Elise. We're at Kansas City Comic Con, and Nick walks. Uh, Nick's ready to do this panel. He's got questions prepared. He's, he's gonna so be, excited. It's going to be a one-on-one. Right? Nick Carpino and the Fonz, right? It's going to be incredible in front of a huge, huge auditorium. And then Nick walks up to him, uh, and the wink says uh, to his handler, "Oh, I don't, I don't need him to be here. I, I could just do this on my own." And all of us are standing like and all of us see the rejection and we just all go like, oh, no. And and the fear sets in because we don't want him to be mad at like the whole situation. (laughs) Andy, I believe at that moment we all like dispersed. I walked away. I don't want to fuck this. No eye contact. No eye contact. Nobody look. Nobody laugh. Everybody just walk away. Because like, can I ask? At least, Go ahead, at least. Um, uh, how long was the preparations for the panel? Ha- like, how long did Nick know? How many months did he know he was going to be doing that? I remember I quite a few months. Nick, yeah. do you remember we were walking together? You were excited, <laughs> and you were talking about how you spent the whole night watching videos, interview videos of him. <laughs> Oh, I, I had a whole, I had a 15 minute chunk devoted just to Night Shift, which was a movie with him. <laughs> oh, and Michael yeah, King, I know Night Shift. My which is, I was like, let's just talk about Night Shift for 15 minutes. How was that process? Yeah, at least this um, was a, it was a one on one panel that had been scheduled, and Nick doesn't normally do that type of stuff. So this was a big deal. He was a little nervous, so he prepped for nervous. it, and it was Nick hosting with Unpaid Henry Winkler. Prep, I'm sure. And an hour with the wink, and he gets they get there, and that all happens, and it instead Nick he's like, oh, but if you want. He taps the dick on the shoulder. If you want, you can introduce me. Now I'll say this: we were in the biggest, we were in the biggest hall of Kansas City Comic Con, and I, I guys, conservatively, at least 
four to 500 people were there just to see me. I mean, I don't, and I mean, a lot of people were disappointed after when we did a meet and greet. They were like, what happened to you? And I had to explain to every single person that you I don't talked remember to. They kept going like, it was a great panel though. That I got winked. But at <laughs> least you didn't publicize it beforehand, correct? We sure did. We sure yeah. did. Oh, oh, we oh, oh yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, we talked about it a lot. It was there basically like, my coming out party as a celebrity. That's there were like 2,000 people, I would say, in, in that room. And I would legitimately say probably 400 of them were there for Nick. Yeah, <laughs> like Nick kind of funny on, fans, Nick, yeah. Nick goes on stage. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I'm Nick from Kind of Funny. Hey, this is Henry Winkler. <laughs> he walks on <up laughs> What I had to do, and I but, to do what I gotta but, do. but but they there was a little reconciliation, oh, and no. Winkler popped up to Nick and was like, "I'm so sorry. It's just that's what I do. I do a, like a little one man thing. But you know, you're great, and I'm sure. What's your what's your channel? Kind of funny. And they took a photo together, and it can be found on Nick's Instagram, and it's it it's glorious. He's such a nice little. He's the, a nice the, young man. The thing about it is this: is that as much as I want to be bad at Henry Winkler, and we'll get back to the plot in a second for audio. <laughs> Were beating their fucking fist against their dashboard or their cars right now, like stop talking about this. He was so lovely. I just wanted him to be my like ha- my second dad because I have a, a really a great dad as well. But like, how cool would it be if like Henry Winkler was like like Number your two. grandpa or something cool That's like it. that? I never knew my grandpa, so I was like, we're gonna be best friends, right? This is gonna be happening. But he did apologize to me, and we took a picture. He didn't uh, he pay didn't me the respect of getting out of the cart, but he stayed in the golf cart and took a picture with me. Um, and I guess that's the best I'm gonna get. The, the last thing, not, the last thing I want to say yeah. about the link situation is that I'm at least happy that you didn't go with the original plan, which was Nick wanted to not prep for this at all, go on stage, and then ask Henry, "Hey Henry, what questions do you have about me?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna go hard into that. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, sometimes yeah, it's just clear you're least, a genius. Um, clearly, this has had an impact on you, left a lasting mark. Do Dramatic. you think Henry Winkler remembers this panel? Not at all. I don't think he does. I think he was prepping for like a one man show type thing and he was just using this rightfully so as an opportunity to kind of get out in front of an audience and work through some material as a burgeoning stand up comedian. I totally understand the least. We've all done stand up comedy here as well. You get it. Uh, But it was it will haunt me for the rest of my life. So Uh, you don't like Amy Circus, huh? uh, No. And let's hold on. (laughs) Sorry. Another thing. Another thing to bring up. Okay, I know you guys. I know you guys talk shit about Mark Wahlberg and Vin Diesel as well. And I know that if I get punched in the face, James is right next to me in line, and they're going to try to take a swing at him too. He's much stronger and taller than me. Well, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, I think. Come on. Yeah. 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 Come on. We get it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Where are we, Nick? Andy Circus is phenomenal, and I love the filming. I love the filming of all of this, where Peter Jackson is saying. We're dollying this camera down a mountain and we just hope it's going to look good because we've never really tried technology like this. And we just hope that at the end of the day, there's going to be a creature crawling down this wall speaking you know, to himself about these hobbits in the rings. Like, can you imagine the faith you have to have in your product in Weta to be like, I hope you all can fucking make this work because <laughs> like this has to look good. This cannot be a Jar Jar Bing situation. Well, it definitely wasn't as bad as Jar Jar Binks, but uh, I'm going to act like it is. Uh, Gollum, of course, crawls down and tries to steal the ring, but Sam and Frodo stop him with Sting and the police, which I'm going to say, I'm just going to call Sam's sword the police from here on okay. out. I don't know okay. what it's called. Uh, and, he's, and uh, of course, Frodo says, this is Sting. 
you've seen it before, haven't you, Gollum? Gollum's like, yeah, I'll say a bunch of shit, and he won an Academy Award. Gollum screams, and then the sounds echo into the rocks, and of course, the next morning, the little bald bastard is still screaming, only now he has a good excuse. They have tied the elvish rope around his neck, and apparently it's burning his skin. Either that, or he's just a big, big liar, liar, pants on fire. He's definitely uh, lying. Definitely, right? Uh, uh, Tim from Kind of Funny. I got a lot of questions about Smeagol and Gollum, and, and sure. I know future spoilers. Smeagol. Smeagol. Say it with me. Like like Schmier, Golem. Like Golem. Like Golem. Golem. So question number one is why does he always say Golem so weird? Like uh, because that's his second that's his second identity popping out. Oh look at Benson. Benson. Okay. Uh yeah. I would so, I would just never wait, know he's saying Golem if I didn't have Cecil. subtitles on. Yeah, they had to fix just... It's like, oh, Jesus, man. It sounds yeah. like the grapefruit thing. But yeah, it does. Um, yeah. But, I always thought it was is... like Gollum is the, is the negative side, so he has a visceral reaction. Gollum. To sure. Gollum. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So yeah. There's, yeah. there's Gollum and there's Smeagol. And like, this is like real, real basic dumb, dumb shit. Like, they, Smeagol was the good dude. The ring kind of mm-hmm. corrupted him. They tortured him or whatever. So now he's kind of, he has two kind of identities, right? Mm-hmm. But why is the good one helping them? Like why? Yeah, why are why are they all kind I, of trusting each other? I think it's because uh, Frodo's treating him like a person, and no yeah. one has done that in many many years. So when okay. he calls him Smeagol, he's like, "Oh shit!" But why? Like, so what me. I don't understand is why That's... they're even giving him a chance in the first place. Because he seems like he's bad and wants the ring. Because they're lost. But they, they have yeah, the like, ring. And he can't get him. Yeah, like you know? they're 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 basically like we're kind of fucked. You see that scene where he's like, "We're lost." Frodo, like we have to admit to ourselves that we're lost, and then Smeagol uh, or Gollum finds him or whatever, and they they already know all the backstory about Gollum. They know that he wants the ring, but they also know that he can still help them, and they're just gonna sort of like use him to get to Mordor because yeah. they I, to Mount Doom. Yeah, I do think Frodo might be able to see the good in him. Yeah, still, and think maybe there is some some good well, in him. We I, see that sort of back and forth at least with you know yeah. with uh, with Smeagol Sam kind of getting mad at at frodo for being like why are you being nice to him and he's like come on dude he's a fuck he used to be one of us he used to be chill as fuck we, you know yeah. we have to we have to look for the good in the world i, I guess uh, I, I theory think, oh sorry oh i was just gonna say i think that like the conversation that gandalf has with frodo about sparing his life like really resonates when they meet for the first time and we yeah. kind of hear him use some of the terminology throughout there I get well, that. Side. What's your theory, at least? The just like if, if we're if we're positing that the ring's ultimate goal is to get back to Sauron, get back to its original owner. There's also a possibility that like the ring knows that Gollum will ultimately try to take it to Sauron. So could the ring be in some way trying to influence Frodo? Okay. To See, but, and this is all conjecture. I don't know that this is I, actually I, the intention. I think the more salient point, Tim, and it's coming up here in a little bit, is that they argue over why uh, Frodo wants to help save Gollum. And Frodo says, because I have to believe he can come back. Mm-hmm. And the reason so he has to believe that Frodo can come back is that I get the Frodo side. I don't get the Smeagol side. Because he's crazy. Yeah. I, I he actually it, legitimately like adheres to like Sam as a master. But then there's two, he's basically split two split personalities. Yeah. Fighting Resist, resisting the urge to succumb completely to the ring, which is Smeagol. So, like, the good and bad side of him. The good side of him wants to help because he realizes the ring has had this power over him for so long. And the bad side of him wants that sweet, sweet drug. Uh, similar to how I try not to drink the Coke Zero every day, Andy. I try not to drink it, but... It's tough, baby. 
It's tough, baby. It's you know, tough, it's tough. Big dog. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I then, know Tim, about. to answer your other question, the reason why he mispronounces Gollum is because Andy Serkis is a terrible actor. Let's keep moving uh, along. He's Let's the see. worst, at least. He's the worst. Like, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, he's like Andy Serkis is getting like in more roles and becoming a bigger, bigger celebrity. I get scared of it. Sometimes I double down. Uh, of course, Frodo, I, all that stuff. We've talked about this. They get in a fight. Whatever. Anyway, Pippin. We catch up. We uh, we catch up with Merry and Pippin, and they're they're not in a good place, man. Uh, they're very small compared to these Urukai who are carrying them. Uh, Pippin, of course, begs for the, for Urukai to give Merry some water because he is not well off. Uh, little do they know, in about five years, Pippin will have all of the water he needs when he drowns in that underwater facility and lost. One of the lead orcs smells man flesh. That's a line that they said. No, I didn't write that. And then, of course, we catch up with Aragorn and the gang who have picked up their trail. And let me tell you, if you thought that him staring into the eyes of a stallion as he strokes it and speaks elvish was sexy um man how sexy was it when he was listening to the ground where he's just like i'm listening to the earth that was cool as hell that was fucking rat that was like he's listening to the earth and he's like they're speeding up it's like oh shit what was he smoking in lothlorien you know yeah and also (laughs) he's strider the ranger (laughs) like how much cooler does this motherfucker have to be man i see if i Uh, if i had three names they would not be as it would be nick scarpino uh drinker of 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 coke zero uh, and also known as johnny ace or something hater of winkler hater of winkler (laughs) hater of winkler hater of circus anyway i love uh, the urukai and orc back and forth conversations oh, I, I, I mean this that's such a highlight finally getting up close and personal with these urukai and seeing how scary they are in, and also close proximity. Uh, andy circus the voice of the one who's like yeah why can't we have some mate and that guy that's andy circus <laughs> huh? andy circus incredible he's voice actor, super talented I don't, I don't believe you. Uh, of course, Aragon <laughs> and the Horizon spotting Rohan, home of the Horse Lords. Uh, and then Legolas uses his magic eyes to spot the Uruk army heading toward Isengard, uh, where we catch up with Saruman, who's using his dope black crystal ball to serve uh, to sort of survey uh, the forces at his disposal. We get a little a little montage here where he's like, "I got lots of shit. Look at all my look at all my shit." shit. <laughs> Right, it's like look at my orcs, look at my Urukai, look at these wild human beings that are coming and bowing before me. Look at these other dudes that look like the Persian army from Three Hundred. Look at the dude who's a ranger who's actually in the movie Three Hundred, but it's not working for me yet. I got lots of shit. Uh, and then of course he says that cool line that I said at the beginning, where he's like, "No one's gonna fuck with us. It's me and Sauron. We're homies." But he's also like, "Hey man, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Where he's like, you and me, we got this." And you know Sauron's over there in Barad-dur being like, "Bitch, I don't need you. I got, I got, I'm me." Pawn, you know I mean? your it's pawn. Us. There's no us in this yeah. situation. It's me. You work for me. If I want you to take my car to get it washed, Saruman, you're going to get my shit washed. That's how it's going to go for now. Anyway, uh, let's see. Saruman uh, wants to amass an, ar- an army and, and is re- he wants that army ready to roll in two weeks. But his lead foreman is like, I don't know if we can do that, man. That seems really, really tough. We don't have enough fuel to feed the fires. To which Saruman literally just turns around and says... Do you see that forest back there? And the guy's like, oh, man, I don't know how I could have missed that massive forest behind Isengard. And he's like, yeah, just go burn the fucking trees down over there, idiot. You're fired. That was my dog. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. fired. <laughs> anyway, he orders the forest of Fangorn burned, which will be a big point of contention for all the trees that are alive in it. But that's future spoilers. Uh, of course, we see some wild men pledging allegiance. We see all this stuff. And then we see the wild men uh, going toward the villages of on the outskirts of – I think I assume those are on the outskirts of Rohan, right? They're 
like those outskirts village. Anyway, over in that small village, yeah. uh, a mother puts her two kids on a horse and tells them to ride hard into town and sound the alarm. And the little girl's like, "Mom, are you gonna be okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, totally okay. Yeah. Don't don't worry about me." Uh, minutes later, of course, she is burned alive and or eaten alive. I don't know. I don't know what the Urukai do to people, but it doesn't look, well. doesn't look well. Uh, later that day, do we say Yomer? Is that how you say his name? Aylmer. Aylmer. Yeah, Aylmer. Aylmer, played by the venerable Carl Urban. I might oh, my add. God. Not I didn't know nearly enough. I didn't know that. And so Fuck watching yeah. this shit, I was like, that kind of looks like Carl Urban. Then I Googled it. I was like, fucking hell yes. Urban. I'm, I'm going to cool. take this opportunity to let I've got everyone's attention to do a little PSA. Go watch Dread. If you haven't seen Dread, stop this right now. Go watch Dread. Cause it's dope. Leave it. No, hold on. Leave this playing. Then, co- then just come yeah. back and like yeah. kind of find your spot again. So we get that play time. Fun fact though. If you play this from this point on and it watch syncs up. You better play it backward though. Uh, let's see. Uh, he finds a bunch of soldiers uh, dead along with a bunch of orcs. And he's like, what the hell happened here? Then they find Theodred's body who is uh, kind of a thirst trap. Am I right, Kev? Uh, of course, he's uh, he's all nasty and sexy in, in the water, and he's still alive, so we got to get him back to his father and or sister. I can't remember. I don't kind know. Kind of a doing. thirst trap. Uh, it's kind of- <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, they pull him out, and he's all beautiful just- hair. He's like, What's no. no? No, that's that's his cousin, right, Andy? Whoa, 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 whoa. Because Theoden's her uncle. Theoden is her uncle, but Theodred yeah. is Theoden's son. Son, so yeah. her so cousin. Yeah. Their cousins. Her cousin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Eomer is there is her Aomer's brother. Eomer's her brother. Yeah. Her brother. Right. So there but wasn't anything right. sexual going on between her and any well, of these guys. According to my notes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she wanted to fuck her cousin, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. They, they are all well, like that's, which is um, why it's fucking. when when the other dude grabs the horse, she's like, "Oh, it's my cousin's horse. No one can handle that horse." You know what I mean? Like she wasn't talking about the horse. That horse That's hot. Yeah, she yeah. handle that horse. Anyway, uh, they let's see. Da, 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 da. We go back. Uh, Theodred is alive, so they take him back to Rohan, so we can take and make out with his cousin or whatever. Eowyn, is that how you say? Just like that mm-hmm. other show about castles and dragons, where the two blonde siblings used to bang. Man, if only my brother had blonde hair. I can't believe I wrote that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, didn't your brother have blonde hair? Without even thinking, he did. He used to have blonde hair. Okay. Thirsty. They report back to the king of Rohan. It was clearly not all there. Unfortunately, Worm Tongue is. Can't wait, Kevin, for him to turn back into a rat and scuttle back over to Ron Weasley's pocket. <laughs> what a great companion series. Uh, Aomer calls Worm Tongue out for being a traitor and kind of skeezing on his sister a little bit. Uh, but then he gets banished um, and, uh, from uh, from Rohan under the pain of death. And Aomer's like, I don't think he could do that, dude. But he goes anyway, which is weird. Anyway, he tells uh he's like you don't have the authority to do that and warm was like oh don't i don't have the authority to do that guess what the king does and uh he signed the order earlier this morning with a massive seal on it that if i'm being honest is definitely compensating for something and i'm not quite sure what also that signature it looked like anyone could have just gone yeah i well, like i just, just with the notary i mean i love that he's just not you know he's not he doesn't have all his faculties there he's just like yeah fuck it whatever i'm just signing whatever like i just love how corrupt all this seems you know it's a husk, and, it's a puppet. and i love that gandalf knows well we don't see that yet but i love that gandalf eventually knows that uh later that night the rooks set down for uh for the night and start chopping up some firewood to make some fresh hobbit but the trees don't seem to like that all that much uh the orcs of course want to eat the hobbits because nothing goes better with a bigger than fresh hobbit legs but the Aruk need them alive. Uh, when one of the orcs gets aggressive, he gets his head cut off. And then the, the Aruk goes, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. And then everyone goes, eh, let's start eating Iconic. this guy. 
And there's always that there's always that meme that's like, how do orcs and Uruks even know what a menu is? <laughs> there's always that yeah. that funny meme online, which is totally true. Like it makes no Very sense. Good point. Uh, of course, in the scuttlebug, uh, Mary and Pippin try to escape, but they're caught by one of the orcs uh, before the creature can slit their throats, eat them. Presumably, the riders of Rohan roll in and save the day. Boom! Back out in the field, Aragorn and Legolas ask uh, the riders. Uh, for news from the mark, they see this the riders coming by them and they get surrounded uh, and they get spears pointed at them, which looks unpleasant until Aramur asks them what business they have in the Ritter mark. I love that word. It's such cool. a cool fucking word, dude. Cool like word. Nick, 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 let's we need to like eventually rank all the cool words amongst all the in reviews because number oh, one, then number one, the knock list from Mission yeah. Impossible One, yes. number two, the Ritter mark output. Uh, you know what we're going to do? Just earmark this one for later. Okay. Because uh, when I heard this name, I, I had forgotten it. But when I heard it, I was like, that's the coolest name ever made. Uh, Shadowfax. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ever. He's been like, my friend only... through many dangers. To start okay. the, the Rohirrim. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It goes Starscream, Shadowfax. Those two are like number one, number two for coolest names I think ever. I named my horse in Red Dead Redemption Shadowfax. Yeah. Of course you did, Andy. Cool. You're a man. Yeah, so. uh, the guys compare dicks for a second until – and then uh, Aomer calls out Gimli for being short, which I feel like I'm like, dude, come on. We're yeah. in a hiking situation here. Why you got to throw the short jokes out? You know it just pisses us off. Fucked dude. up, dude. You know? Yeah. He says, I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. Love that. I love that. Legolas ain't standing for that shit. So he draws on Aomer and says, uh, you would die before your stroke fell. And that's a cool thing to say to a motherfucker. Fuck yeah, dude. And this uh, is a great yeah. moment because, I mean, we've seen we've seen Gimli and Legolas at odds to this point, you know. Because elves and dwarves hate each other. Elves and dwarves hate each other. Presented, with an, out- and presented with an outside aggressor, they going to step up. They're going to say, you don't mess with them. Yeah, you don't mess with my friend. It's like being a member of Kind of Funny, right? Yep. It's like mm-hmm. we will give each other shit all day long. We'll make each other all cry. Day. We'll make each other want like to just to just crawl up into a ball. But if any one of those goddamn achievement hunter fucks screws with Tim, I will laugh. Which they do. Uh, great. <laughs> great. I, will laugh. I will laugh at it. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Uh, of course, Eric <laughs> explains about Mary and Pippin, but Amor says they have left no one alive after slaughtering the Rook. He says you can go, you can go look for your friends, but do not trust to hope it has forsaken these lands. Andy, oh, so awesome, <laughs> so awesome. I, 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 there's also a cool uh, note, you know, throughout all these scenes where they, the helicopter scenes of them running and stuff. Uh, um, Orlando Bloom had fallen and broken his rib. And so he was running in a lot of these scenes with a broken rib. Uh, and the stunt double who was like, the shorter person who was Gimli had dislocated his knee <laughs> through like through one of these running adventures or whatever. Uh, uh, and so a lot of these scenes and even like uh, I think Sam also because Aragorn like, broke his toe. Sam. Well, yeah, Aragorn broke his toe when he kicked the, the mask or whatever. But okay. Sam also like really fucked up his ankle and later on. So like everybody just banged up at this point. Airlift, uh, uh, Sean Astin out once when he what? like, he, he like ran into the water and then he t- cut himself up and they had to like, he was, Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't out. know that. I know that his ankle was fucked towards the end when they are finally looking at the gates of Mordor. There was no medic on set for any of this. I don't think like, I don't know <laughs> what did they were like, we only have $94 million and we have yeah. really $200 million for this. So let's just like play some shit by ear. We got Weta. Did we, we can recreate Sam's pudgy face if we need to. <laughs> did we talk about uh, someone was afraid of helicopters? Did we mention that last week? Uh, uh, Sean, Sean Bean. Yeah. Sean so he Bean would is... like rock climb. 
Yeah, and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And everybody else is all super stoked when they're going through crazy terrain. And they're like, yeah, this is fun. All the he used to he would talk about like, yeah, the uh, um, you know, all the the kids who play the hobbits were super stoked and they were recording and they're like, this is awesome. But he was like, I can't do this. Like, I I hope we can film this and be done with it because I don't want to be here anymore. What's really funny is Kevin just saying Sean Bean being afraid of helicopters. I had a moment where I was like. They're never in helicopters. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then I was, but then I didn't realize. Like, yeah, I guess they'd be in the helicopters to get to the locations. Because yeah. I was also thinking, like, Sean Bean, like, are you really scared of some helicopters just in the sky <laughs> filming? Like, what's your deal? Uh, of course, after saying that, the gang uh, wanted to go look for Mary and Pippin over at the burnt remnants of the Rook and find one of the Hobbit belts. Uh, and Legolas prays all sexy to himself, but Aragorn knows better. Like, at first, he gets pissed, and he's, he kicks one of the buckets, like Andy mentioned, and breaking his toe. But then he's like, wait a minute. Let's take a moment and remember, uh, before Aragorn was a would-be king, he was a ranger, ladies and gentlemen. And you know who else was a ranger, Tim? That's right. Little known fact. Oh, Dominic Toretto in Fast and Furious 4 was a ranger. And they both have that power to recreate scenes from the night Oh, before, my God. Which is exactly when what I happened. saw this, I was like, holy shit. It's Dominic Toretto time. Uh-huh. Let's go. I love it. And I so love it. It's, 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 it works equally well. It works slightly better here, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> it kind of makes more sense here. In that in past and four, it beats zero sense. But God bless it. Here we go. <laughs> you love him. You love to see him try to act. Marion Pippin, of course, he, he divines that Marion Pippin have escaped to Fang Fangorn Forest. Uh, and, and he goes, and then he wonders to himself what madness drove them in there, I think is what Gimli says. Uh, of course, we catch up with Marion Pippin, who are deep in the shit in the middle of the forest as an orc is chasing them down. And uh, to quote, and, and then actually ends up again, Tim, another Fast and Furious thing. He quotes Tyrese. He says, We hungry. Um, something like that. Anyway, uh, Mary is about to get stabbed until Pippin awakens a goddamn tree, which steps on the orc like a cockroach. And he goes, Tree? Who called you? Who, who, you call me a tree? I'm an ent. And they're like, well, what's your name? And he goes, Tree Bird. And so he's like, so Tree Beard. So, so Tree Bird. So he's like, I can't, so I can't call you a tree, but tree's in your name. Just put that out there. Okay? Yeah. Too. And we're the dog. Like, oh, like, like, your name's Nicholas. I can't call you Nick. I mean, that's fine, but like, if you called me human, I would get all pissed off because I'm a tree. Remember when that comedian would open and he'd always be like, humans, and you loved it? I love it. <laughs> Tony Spark. <laughs> Well, I mean, conversely, Treebeard thinks that they're orcs. That's true. So, uh, of course, yeah, that's actually a turnabout's fair play on that one. Treebeard, of course, is on nobody's side because nobody's on his side. And that's an important thing to know. Everyone's always cutting down his wooden shit and killing all his friends just to burn so they can live and have dare they. Nobody cares about the forest anymore. Treebeard thinks they're orcs, despite their pleas to the contrary. He insists on bringing them to before the white wizard. And we're like, oh shit, Saruman's there uh, over the border of Mordor, you know, uh, Gollum is taking the boys through some marshes. Uh, orcs don't know about this passage, so they would be safe. Clearly, they weren't. Uh, oh, okay. So this is why I'm going to shed a little light on why I'm fucked up as a human being, right? They go through this, and he's like, don't worry about it, guys. This is totally safe. Nothing's going to nothing's gonna go wrong. Of course, clearly, they were not traumatized by that scene in the never-ending story where Artex dies in the swamp, and Atreyu is just, like, fucking screaming at him not to give up, but the poor animal has lost all hope, and he's like, don't give up, don't, and then it just sinks. Dude, that that I thought there was gonna be quicksand everywhere. And it didn't help that Tim's mom was always like, Hey man, be careful about Mountain Lake Park. There's quicksand there. There was quicksand. <laughs> to be fair, there was quicksand. I believe it. I believe it. 
<laughs> anyway, Gollum complains about being hungry, so Frodo gives him some bread, but he can't eat Hobbit food. He spits it out. It's all super dramatic about it, like when kids are angry about something because they don't realize how easy they fucking have it, and you know, just wait till he gets to be an adult and have to deal you, with. You don't have kids, so, right? You're getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk. Uh, Gollum and Frodo share a moment. Of course, the ring takes a hold of us; it never lets go. And they're starting to bond here a little bit because they're starting to see themselves in each other, which I think is very important. Uh, as they walk through the marshes, of course, they see dead faces in the water, and at this point, they're fine. The scariest thing ever, dude. It seriously uh, is. This shit was fucked up. It looked cool as hell. This, yeah. I, and I like. I always enjoy it when things are scary in the daytime. Like when you succeed to on film show something that's terrifying when it's light, you really succeeded. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, inspired by J.R. Tolkien in World War One and seeing dead bodies in like the marshes and in the water and shit like that. Wow, that's yeah. equally tr- terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, uh, Frodo looks over and, and locks eyes with one of the peaceful uh, dead people in the marshes. And, and I, first thing I think to myself, and I know you guys probably thought the same thing, is are we are we hunting horcruxes here? Is that what we're doing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Because let's go. Uh, no, these are the dead marshes, and the faces they see are the bodies left over from a great battle. Uh, Gollum tells them to be careful and says some super creepy shit, which Frodo completely disregards. Of course, he beelines right for a dead body and falls face first into the water where he sees incredibly scary ghosts. Uh, and it's Dude. Gollum who pulls him out of the water and says, don't follow the lights. So scary. So dude. This scary. movie, That's like great. when I saw that, I saw this shit in theaters. I was fucking terrified, dude. <laughs> I hated it. It reminded me of the and, Yeah. And he thought he was just going for a nice romp. I know. <laughs> like a little fun adventure with my friends. No, man. No, Andy. Uh, later that night, Frodo pets the ring like it's a Furby, and uh, Gollum stands over in the corner, beating it, just, just like he's just discovered his first. Oh God, why do I write these God, things? <laughs> Frodo recognizes the bond between them and asks about Gollum's life story. And Gollum was once named Smeagol, and the boy and boy did that kid like to swim. Uh, before they can get into it, of course, Black Riders approach. Uh, Sam gets Frodo to his feet, and they all hide as the ring wraiths approach on dragons uh and and then Gollum says wraiths on wings which is like terrifying and kind of cool uh yeah, frodo, really falls, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, frodo falls into trance courses they get closer calling as they call for the ring it starts to, like entrance him uh and, and paralyzes him of course sam takes his hand and comforts him as the rain, wraith passes uh over uh back in the forest of Fangorn, Gimli and the gang track the hobbits toward uh, the Ents. Uh, Legolas recognizes that the trees are speaking to each other. Uh, what do trees have to talk about except the consistency of squirrel droppings? Uh, uh, comments Gimli, uh, to which Aragorn turns around and says, if you don't have anything fucking smart to say, Gimli, shut your stupid little mouth. You're looking at the wrong camera, Nick. Shut your stupid little mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 joke was not in the theatrical version. I, at least I don't remember, and I'm I'm glad it wasn't because I was like, eh, not not a good one, Gimli. I love all the other dumb Gimli shit. I was like, I could, I could do without this little silly joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, like of course uh, they turn. Uh, Legolas halts the team. Because he spots the white wizard approaching, but he can't quite make out who it is. Uh, they turn to attack, but are easily thwarted by a glowing white figure. Uh, no, um, I know what you guys think. It's not Liv Tyler. Uh, I know I was disappointed too. No, it is none other than Gandalf. But it's not Gandalf the Grey anymore, Tim. Now it's Gandalf the motherfucking white. Great and moment. Because we're getting that booming Christopher Lee voice to throw us off. So bad. And apparently they put sort of a prosthetic Christopher Lee or, or either as prosthetic or just special effects to make it look like Christopher Lee's face at first uh, beneath the blinding white light. 
And I, yeah, exactly, Elise. I love that sort of overdub Christopher Lee's voice, and it's uh, apparently he had to come back in to record ADR for that or whatever. But I just love like when Aragorn and Legolas are there, like you're fucking ready for this, bro. Like you better like he's gonna come after us, and we have to be uh-huh. ready, dude. Yeah. And they turn around and immediately; they're just like all their done. weapons are done. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a great so moment. Of course, uh, Gandalf then goes on to say he uh, he fell that I fell through fire and water from the lowest dungeon to the highest peak. Uh, I fought the Balrog of Morgoth. We didn't even break for a damn grande iced coffee at no point. Uh, (laughs) Until last, I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountains. Ah. If you ever get into a fight, I want you to smite someone's ruin all over the inner sunset. That's what I I love it. I love it, man. Like, this was so dope. I I will say that the CGI really fell apart for me where... The it's like one tiny millisecond, couple millisecond shot where the Balrog falls forward after he gets stabbed, and it looks it reminds me a lot of the big monster in Spawn, the hell monster thing in the move, the Spawn the movie. movie. John yeah. was almost character, right? No, no, no. oh, you're talking hell. about the, the, the devil, yeah, the big, de- the whatever. Well, they the all looked bad, <laughs> yeah, they all looked pretty bad. Violator, there was thank another you, the violator. That was John Leguizamo's character. I, know what, I think John Leguizamo turned into the yeah, violator. Yeah, he, he turned into the uh, violator. Oh, at the very, very end. Yeah, but yeah. I don't mean like the clown version. I mean, yeah, the yeah, big. Got it, got it reminded it. me of that. Yeah, when uh, he fell towards the camera, it looked kind of like cheesy and bad. There was another moment that I thought looked uh, like where you can kind of see like it just doesn't look as, as nice. Uh, it was very soon after this where the, where the ant is walking with the two of them in his hands. Horrible. And it just yeah. it looks so bad. I have to imagine that was uh, an extended. Yeah, yeah a lot okay. of. I, I feel like a lot of the worst shots were extended, and that that's likely sense. because maybe they were just last-second CGI decisions that they decided to to put in. But yeah, there's a lot of like really bad uh, um, compositing with backgrounds and and yeah, the, when the that's probably, enter walking with yeah, kids. I mean, you never know how much budget they have for the extended editions. Yeah. You know? yeah, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Well, this gives me hope for Justice League: The Snyder Cut, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Before we move on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Honey. We all shop online a lot, but did you know you can make online shopping even better? You can with Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to. Um, Kevin and I have been using this for years. We absolutely love it. It has saved us so much money. Just recently, um, I bought the 4K Blu-rays for the Star Trek trilogy that we're going to be doing in review starting next week. And I got like 20% off and I didn't even need to do anything. It was just on, I went bestbuy.com and then Honey was already there for me because I'd already installed it. So easy. Just a couple clicks is going to save you a ton of money. Not using Honey's literally passing up free money. It's free to use, installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's now part of the PayPal family. We all trust PayPal. They're our pal. Uh, get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com slash morning. It's really silly not to do this. Joinhoney.com slash morning. Do Back it. The plot. I ended Under up getting a cheaper microphone arm mount thanks to honey. There you go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Different film franchise. Different mm-hmm. film franchise. Where are we at so we could fill in where Nick is? That was, they were walking a lot. There was trees. Yeah, yeah. They were walking with the trees. No, they, they no, just. No, no, no. Why did Gandalf he? Why home. did he do? Like I understand for movie purposes why he did uh, the the Saruman's voice, but like why would he do it like in real like in their world? I, I don't. I think it was just to throw off the viewer. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they. 
You don't think yeah, he was just, trying to mess with them because he knew he like he's like I'm gonna have these guys be. This would be funny though. <laughs> no, I also just think it's maybe how they what perceived asshole. it. I think it's maybe how they perceived it. But I then, but there's also the extended line, Elise, that really, really confused me. And this, the extended line that was in the extended version on the theatrical was when he says, "I, I am Sauron, or what he was supposed to be." So I always interpreted that as. Because Saruman is, is supposed to be like the leader of the Gandalf's wizard order, right? He's being the Saruman the White yeah. and being yeah. the leader. And I interpret it as Gandalf is now brought back to Earth by his creator with the purpose of, of fulfilling what Saruman is supposed to represent. Because he, he failed the good side. He's corrupted whatever. and he failed. And, that, and that's how I always interpreted that. Okay. Like, I've, now, I've now always Gandalf, been about that. He's Gandalf the White. He's imbued with that power. Um, but I might be completely wrong. I wish no, we'll, I'm right. sure we'll learn right. next I'll week. I'll take but... it. I'll take it, Elise. I'll take it. I, I love this. I, the the acting <coughs> from uh, Ian McKellen, you know, oh, that's what they used to call me. And his kind of the mischief. It's almost like a mischief on his yeah, face. Yeah, he's like, oh, Remembering yeah. it. Yeah, um, so, guys, if I ever get my purple belt in jujitsu, I'm going to act exactly like this. Like, I don't remember any of you. <laughs> to a new level. And then when you call me Nick, I'll go, oh, that's what they used to call me. <laughs> Nick, I hope you get your purple belt. <laughs> 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 I could just go back to jujitsu at one point. That will be dope. Uh, uh, so you guys will talk about how he came back. Anyway, uh, let's see. He wants them all to roll over to Adoras. Is that how you say that word? Mm-hmm. Adoras. Which I guess is in Rohan. Yeah, 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 yeah. All this stuff's too hard. Uh, Sorry, I lost. Oh, yeah. Uh, But Aragorn wants wants him about the trouble in Rohan. uh, And then Gandalf tells him that the coming of Merry and Pippin to Fangorn will be be like the falling of a small stone that starts an avalanche. And then Aragorn's like, could you just fucking tell us what you're talking about? Can you stop talking in in weird riddles and shit? And and, and Ian McCullen's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, this cool. is who I am, bro. This is what I do, man. We also see Shadow. We I don't want to gloss over here. We see Shadow. This is where we see Shadow Facts. He's been my yes. friend from many dangers. Absolutely. No, hey. this is not where this is. So, so okay. So, but how do we see Shadow Facts? Is does he just turn around and Shadow Facts is there, or does he walk out to the edge of the forest and go? Yeah, and then Shadow really Facts, cool. like, like the TriStar emblem, just starts slowly running in. <laughs> it's pretty much Epona. Yeah, it's so great, dude. It's so Shadow awesome. Facts, the Lord of all horses, oh, and the dopest name ever. Which, what the fuck? Like, hold on. Like, I know this movie's been ridiculous. We, there's hobbits, there's elves, there's all this shit. Hey, here's a horse. He's the dopest horse. He's yeah. the Lord of all horses. Like, wait, Does didn't that... we just meet the horse people? Like, the horse lords. They were the horse lord lords, horse. but he's the Lord of the horses. Yeah. Like, Does that work for like the other animals? Like, is there a Lord of the Fast Bunny? Well, Turtles? so far we know there's a Lord of the Rings, Lord of Horses. Uh-huh. Those are the only two lords and the horse lords, horse lords, horse lords. Uh, yeah. There's also the lords of Dogtown. Great, probably lord. a ring lord too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we catch up with uh, Tim. We're going to call you the lords of bomber jackets. That's what we're going to call. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Uh, Treebeard. Uh, we catch up with Treebeard as he's walking through the forest and he's boring the shit out of Merry and Pippin with poetry. Uh, let's see. Uh, that he's walking them toward his home, which is at the root of the mountain. Uh, Treebeard puts the hobbits down to bed for the night uh, and then makes some calls to his homie to rally the troops. Gandalf. Stares out toward Mordor, 
Sauron, uh, Sauron is powerful, but he's not so powerful that he's above fear. And the heir of Numenor is still alive. Sauron Numenor. fears. What's that? Numenor. The heir of Numenor. Yeah. He's alive. Sauron fears what Aragorn can become. Because uh, we've all seen him talking to stallions. Man, that is sexy. Uh, first order of business, of course, war is coming to Rohan, and they gotta get they gotta go break Saruman's hold over King Theoden. Uh, for all of Sauron and Saruman's cunning, the good guys have one advantage. The ring remains hidden. And to add to that, there's no freaking way. I love this point. He's like, there's they they would never think that we would think to destroy the ring. Because no one and I love that because the ring's so powerful, no one in their right mind would give it up. Except mm-hmm. for that little hobbit. That little hobbit. It's an important point. Pretty cool. Uh, we, of course, we catch up with Frodo and Sam as they approach the Black Gate of Mordor. Uh, hey, let me ask you guys this question. Do you guys think when they made Mordor, it all started like a light gray and they just didn't clean it? And then it turned to black? Do you ever think about possible. that? It's possible, yeah. They knew from the very beginning, we're going jet black, black with this bad boy. Jet black. Yeah. Space black. Yeah. I loved. I loved uh, uh, listening to the director's commentary because they talk about how the doors open, and they talk about like the trolls. How it's like Peter Jackson was like, I think that's the most fantasy this movie gets is two giant trolls pushing a lever to open these two giant heavy gates. He's like, I just love the concept of it all. <laughs> I think it's these guys. At some point in this movie, we see bad guys, like humanoid bad guys in armor. That is the coolest armor I've ever seen. It looks That's like right Super now. Shredder from yeah, it's right it's right Turtles now. 2. And I'm just like, how many spikes do you need on it's your so cool. More and is spike. the answer. Yeah. And this is also the scene where uh, Sam's ankles fucked and they were going to stop shooting. And he like powered on. and was like, no, I want to I want to do this. They were going to like delay it for a while because his ankle was so fucked. But throughout all this, he was apparently in a lot of pain. I hate I, I really, really hate the whole camo scene. I hate the way it's shot. I think it's depicted. Cool. I like I, I love because cool. I love the idea of, you know, they set up that this elf, this elven cape, this elvish cape or whatever can help protect you and help hide you or whatever and i love that concept but the way it's shot it's like they would have just seen the like there's not a bunch of fucking rocks around that they were hiding behind like they're in it seems to be that they're just wide wide out in the open and that these soldiers would have just been like oh they're right there. <laughs> like andy andy when you're in alaska exactly. at like a military exactly. base mm-hmm. and you see a box and that box moves yep you just leave it alone that's, that's true that's it's all true. Good. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't Fun in hobbit. the they weren't in the cover yet. It was just two hobbits in the in the middle of like at the base of this mountain. That's uh, that's what always bothered me about that. The way they the way they depicted like how close these people were to the hobbits. Like how did they not? They really they didn't see him. Really, I agree with you. It's definitely not my most goofy of hobbit moments. That one I reserve for uh, in Return of the King. We'll, and I'll shout Excuse I'll shout it out when we get to it. Okay. Future spoiler. Uh, but I see I see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, Sam and Frodo, seeing no other option after they've hidden from these dope soldiers that Tim so astutely pointed out, uh, decide they're going to wait. We're going to make a, a run for that gate. And even me, who has never been in battle before in my entire life, is like, that's a dumb idea. There's no way you're going to make it there. There is, first off, two to three football fields to cover. Y'all got little short legs. You're going to get tired by the time you get there. And those big trolls are going to eat you for lunch. Uh, but they're pulled back by Gollum who tells them there's another way, more secret, a dark way. There's a path and some stairs, then a tunnel, then a little bend, then a sidewalk, then you yeah. got to go by the 
candy you, shop. You talk, you talk to Jeff. Yeah, you talk, Jeff, to, talk to Jeff. Jeff will show Jeff you. My, Jeff will show you like the back of the KFC you need to go to. Yeah, this is totally that thing where like when you don't know where you're going and someone asks you, you kind of make you just that like he's making this shit up. There's no way. <laughs> but Frodo trusts him, telling him lead the way, Smeagol. Uh, Sam knows this is a bad idea. He watches as the mighty Black Gate of Mordor closes. Uh, then we catch back up with Merry and Pippin uh, as they wake up. Pippin dreamt about smoke with some pipe, uh, if you know what I mean. And they head over to the end. Uh, they want to head over to the Ent meeting, which is kind of like a classic car meetup with no cars. Uh, Pippin apparently can speak tree now and is much taller than Mary. And this is this one. This is the scene that that really hit home for me because all my life I've wanted there to be a magic well that would allow <laughs> me to speak a different language and grow me an inch. I just want one inch, maybe two. Uh, and they start fighting, of course. And Mary figures out that it's the water that Pippin's been drinking, so he snatches it up for himself. And then uh, Pippin's like, "Don't you can't do that." Uh, Cheever said everything's mad. Of course, then that gets mad at him is the tree. The big roots of the tree suck them in and start smothering them until Treebird comes and saves them from suffocating. Um, there are, and then they ask him uh, some stuff about the ants. He's like, "How come there's not that many ants?" And I didn't like any of this. It, no. it was just like this is all extended. I, unless I missed something, it just felt needless and like I don't understand the point of it. And it's like, does he stay taller? Like, is that like a thing? Like, why do you even get tall? Like, why? What was up with all of this? Like, why was Treebird like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you some secret shit. Don't tell your friend. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it." And then he does it, and then the other guys get mad, and then he gets saved by Treebird. Like, don't. I don't like you calling Treebird. Thanks, <laughs> Yeah, this is all just extended stuff, and I think they just like threw it in there for more lore and more backstory. I don't really, I didn't love it either, but it's there. <laughs> I do like the part where he's like, uh, "We lost." He's like, "How come there aren't more of you?" He goes, "Well, we lost all of our aunt wives." And Mary's like, "Oh, how did they die?" And he goes, "Oh no, we just lost them." If you see him, tell him like, "Tell him what's up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell him what's up. Pretty funny. Tell him we're GTF if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get a couple more ant kids out there. Uh, Gandalf and the team ri- arrive at Rohan, where Eowyn tells Theoden that his son has died course gets no reaction from him because he's still under warm tongues trance outside gandalf gives the team a word of caution we're not welcome here so don't shoot your stupid mouth off gimli looking at you warm tongue uh creeps on eowyn eowyn and threatens her uh she's alone now that her cousin is dead and we find out he died off screen and her brother is banished of course carl urban what's up is is this the scene where he goes into uh her cousin's room and he's yeah he's just laying there fucking dead and he's like oh i guess he fell asleep or he died in the middle of the night that scene always yeah. made me really uncomfortable. It was creepy as shit. I'm like, oh, oh when no one was monitoring, he's dead. All right. Yeah. This is no offense to Elise and to Tim, but people who are super blonde, it's just they're they're creepy to be around. They are creepy. Fucking no, that was a little bit of a dig on you, but it was mostly to get over to Tim, who we've been calling blonde since the day of his life. <laughs> I understand. I it's it's his you, had, you, were, you were collateral damage in that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do. I do love where, where Wormtongue talks to Eowyn, and and uh, they mention that you could see Eowyn kind of almost falling for these words because it's all part of Saruman's like spells and shit. Yeah. But then she's eventually like, you know, your, your words are poison. poison. I love that, dude. It's so good. Uh, she heads outside where she spots Aragorn's mighty power riding toward her. Uh, with We get this nice symbolism of one of the flags that's uh, torn and tattered above her, ripping off the flagpole, and it floats over, and it lands right by Aragorn as he as he uh, go, comes into town. A little on the nose. Yeah, I love it, though. I love you know, it. It's You know, here's the thing. When me and Kevin go anywhere, people are always throwing pieces of cloth at us. True. That's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly to get us away from them, but whatever. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We keep going. going. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, man. And they ride through Rohan. It is a depressing place. It is not fun to be around. The team is stopped at the door to the Great Hall in order to hand over their weapons uh, by order of Wormtongue. When asked for his staff, Gandalf plays it off like it's his little hippie walking stick. And he needs Love it. it. He needs it to go look for mushrooms out back while he's hiking later. And the guy's like, all right, I'll buy that. Do they not know that that. he's a wizard? Like, was that a surprise? I just feel like part of him's like, we need this shit to end. Just let him in. Like, I feel like they didn't want to. They were like, we're following this dude's orders, but we know something's up. Like, just let this dude take it. By the way, you wouldn't part an old man with his walking stick. I love that. And then the little wink, the little wink at Aragorn. Yeah, that That, I (laughs) I thought that was a bit much, but whatever. (laughs) That was a bit much, too. But But I love it. It's like it's like the scene of Tommy. Sorry, go ahead, Elise. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll say it after. I was gonna say it's like that scene in Tommy Boy where they're high as shit, and the cop asks him for his name, and he goes, "Jack, me mm-hmm. off." And then me he turns off. around, and goes, "Jack." <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, Elise. What's up? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say like Wormtongue's working for Saruman, and if Gandalf shows up, you know, like, Saruman's probably like, "Yeah, we need to entertain this for a second. I thought this dude was dead." Yeah, um, and also he's less powerful, and he's a bitch. Like you know, yeah, he, he ain't, yeah. He ain't let's, shit. Let's corner him. Let's corner yeah. him because he, he thinks this is his house. It oh, for sure. It ain't, it ain't that's why they expressed he said take his because <laughs> uh, that's how he wields his power. He wouldn't uh, pardon an old man from his walking stick, would you? I, I, you all didn't love the wink. I loved it. I loved it. He looks, and then Aragorn's like, God damn, it. like it's so great. I love. I it. love the wink because it does feel like I hate it because it's weird. I love it because it fits with this Gandalf character, like going back to him, like hugging the little hobbits and stuff. The fireworks. Like, I don't like so it. it. I don't like it. A weirdo. I don't like it because the wink came way too natural. Like it reminded me of Nick winking, and I, I was just like, There it, it really is. Did. There it is. It it was really like, did. Whoa, he did that so slick. Like I don't it's even perfect. know if I saw that wink. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Andy, I'm going to need your translation for this next part. Okay. Uh, because here, here's what happens. Wormtongue gets all up in Gandalf's face until the wizard puts his ass in his place. Quote, saying, be silent. Keep your forked tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed Fuck through yeah. fire and death to bandy crooked words with a witless worm. Translation, Andy? Shut the fuck up, bitch. That is exactly what I had written Move, down. Move, bitch. Get uh, out the way. I love it. I love the fork tongue line. Like it's so goddamn good, man. Uh, and then but but then I also love uh Worm Tongue's reaction, like, you didn't take the wizard stuff. Like, are you kidding me, bro? Like the one thing I asked you all to do, it's so good. He's so scared at that moment. I love it. Uh, oh, go ahead, Lisa. I, I year I realized years later. That that moment makes me think of uh, Richard Lewis in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they look oddly similar. Uh, of course, where he spots the staff. He orders his men to go take it from them. But Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn are like, "Oh, we got something Too to do now." Right. And they just start owning these dudes. I mean, these guys are like, "Like, where did you guys train? We trained with the Navy SEALs. Where did you guys train at the fucking budget? Like, what the hell?" Yeah. Um, and of course, as they're doing that, Gandalf uh, starts whipping up a fun spell to to release Theoden from Saruman's sp- uh, spell and the hold on that he has on him. Uh, the old man creeps out as Sa- uh, oh, he starts creeping out as Saruman speaks through him. You have no power here, Gandalf the Gray. And then cool. Gandalf's freaking hell. I love yeah, this shit. No. The, is this the scene where we see uh, Saruman? Wait, yeah, Saruman with the the globe thing in front of him. Then he has his hand. Yeah. yeah, because oh, yeah. he's con- he's controlling Dude, Theoden. Essentially, he's I possessing love that. him. I thought they showed that very, very, very well. And like when he gets blasted back, I was like, yeah. 
Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Kyle lasted back. And then he starts bleeding from the eyes, which is intense. Um, uh, let's see. Wait, one more time. At least, can we get the Gandalf Stormcrow impersonation? Gandalf Stormcrow. It's not a good impersonation. No, that's very good. It's very good. Just question, sire. Yeah, I love that. Uh, of course, as he exercises Saruman from King Theoden, the king transforms before everyone's eyes into a much younger man. The ordeal literally leaves Saruman bleeding from the eyes. Uh, dark have my dreams been as of late, is what he says. Your fingers, uh, and he goes, your fingers would remember your old strength better if they grasped your sword. And he puts the sword in his hand. And that's a dope moment. And Fuck Andy, yeah, if I'm ever yeah. feeling down about myself, I want you to be like, Nick, you're, you'll, you'll remember your strength if I put this camera in your hand. And then just, or oh, I thought, this, I thought it was going to be... Question: In the kind of funny office, who, what is, who in the kind of funny office is the worm tongue Theoden relationship? Who would you say? Tim and Kevin. Yeah. What? Because I was, I was trying to position myself in the worm tongue role to try to like (laughs) get in people's ears. Yeah. Yeah. I don't try to get in people's ears. I get in the. I'd say maybe I'm worm tongue. I could be worm tongue. (laughs) Yeah, I I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I like I think it's Kevin. <laughs> I mean, if we're just, like, it's somewhere between Gimli and <laughs> Worm Tongue. I like that Andy's volunteering. You guys are like, nah, Kevin. <laughs> like, Kevin. Come on, guys. I never play that way. <laughs> I, Andy, I, love, I love to. Oh, oh yeah. Just Andy, in my brain, Andy, you're more like the Legolas of the group. You're more like, like the Legolas. Just constantly looking. That's cool as hell. Pretty eyes everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like doing backflips and and like whenever I walk down the staircase, I always throw my shield down and go. Oh, it's future thing, spoilers. The thing spoilers. that Gia is most obsessed with in these movies is who is doing Legolas's hair, like who's Bad. doing the beautiful and like I'm like himself. He's doing it himself. He can feel oh, it. Oh yeah. Out. Oh for he sure. Really well. I, yeah, I guarantee you, he's like a has a regimen at like nighttime right before they go to bed. He's like a hundred strokes on each side. Keeps yeah. it perfect. <laughs> he doesn't like, sleep though, right? Harsha Brady. Elves? Isn't he one of the ones that stays awake all the time? Did I, I make know. that up? Am I, I adding lore? You are adding lore. <laughs> yeah. well, lore. Elves sleep, never right? sleep, man. Heard it here first. Uh, now, now, of course, in that's what it was. Well, they die if you kill them. Yeah, yeah, but they they are yeah, yeah yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, well they don't die. They don't from die. Old well, age. they die if you kill them. Well, they die from old age, but like a knife to the throat still hurts. Yeah, it's like, it's like the way they don't vampires die. Vampires live forever right. until you stab one in the heart, and then so, they die. That's how it goes. Uh, of course, now in full control of his faculties, Theoden asks his first order of business, "Where's my son?" Uh, but of course, Theodred has been uh, is, has died. So we cut over to his funeral, where they are burying his body in the family tomb next to what I imagine is the statue of Lady Stark. Eowyn. Uh, Sings a very, very sad song in a weird language, with which luckily I know what you guys are thinking. We don't know what they're saying. Thankfully, I speak this language, Andy. So oh, I have taken good. the liberty of translating this song good. for you guys. Thank you. Thank uh, God. Here's the, tra- here's the translation. Man, this shit is really sad, but everyone looks really good in earth tones. That's what it is. Oh, okay, uh, got it. Okay. Yeah, that's all she said. It's weird. Theoden. Also, that was also just in the extended. That wasn't in a theatrical. Thank God. And there I, there I there didn't really like singing, it. They were singing, like and on the right, there was an old woman that I was sure was Aunt May from the Spider-Man Tobey Maguire movies. Uh-huh. And it, I looked it up, and it wasn't. It was ah, a real fuck. waste of like five minutes. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
One time I thought I was in uh, when I was first starting off as a as a producer and like a camera op. I thought I was going to interview um, the woman who uh, was it was Happy Gilmore's grandmother, but it ended up being another old woman, and I called her the wrong name. It was very oh, confusing. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's Remember crazy. when you interviewed when you almost interviewed Winkler? It <laughs> <laughs> was real good. Thanks, good. Thanks, good. A just um, question, sire. A just question, my liege. I That's love what, the. That would have been Nick. You know, every time Henry Winkler said something, a just, a just answer. <laughs> I love the. I love the detail of the white flowers growing on the graves. So cool. I just. Well, I, I mean, love. He, I, cool. I, I love weird that. fantasy stuff like that. That like that's just a property of this world. That wherever a, a dead a grave is, that you know, white flowers will grow on top. You don't think they planted those? Because he has that line where he's like, "These flowers have covered the the graves of my ancestors for." You know, no, they didn't know. Like uh, they say in the director's cut, that that's just like a part oh, of this world or whatever. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, later, of course, Theoden speaks with Gandalf and laments the fact that he has lived to see the last of his the days of his house. Uh, quote: No parent should bear should have to bury their child. Uh, he weeps for the loss of his boy, and it's very sad. Uh, Gandalf tells him that Theodred was strong in life. Quote: His spirit will find its way to the halls of your fathers. Uh, which is something really, really fucking cool to sell, tell someone who's lost yeah. a family member. Yeah. That's like the best. That's like the perfect thing you can say. Yeah, keep uh, it in mind, guys. Next time we have to do that. There you go. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm gonna put it out there. Porty is not gonna be here forever. No, so. come Nick, on. you made it Don't so real. That. You know what I mean? It was a joke until until you made it real. Yeah, uh, my dog's old too, Nick. You want to say something about him? Say something about him, bitch. He's gonna live forever. He's gonna live forever. Yeah, he's gonna live forever. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Thank they're you. Gonna find, they're gonna come up with a magical dog drug that's gonna keep that dog alive forever. It's adorable. Porty's just gonna at some point. Porty's gonna fall off no, something. Stop. Benson's right. gonna live forever unless someone kills him. So you just gotta protect him from. He's like an elf. He's got so many enemies. He's, he's like Nick. He's got so many rivals. Uh, <laughs> if I get in a fight with Andy Circus, I'm fuck that guy. Uh, okay, so no, you won't. He's very athletic. He <laughs> pretends athletic. to be a gorilla professionally. <laughs> uh, he's got that. He's got amazing quads. Gandalf spots the two children from the outer village coming over the hill on horseback. The young girl asks uh, for her mother. It's very sad. Uh, sorry, lady. She was eaten by orcs. Uh, Gandalf tells the king he must rally his <laughs> troops and fight. Uh, Theoden will not bring further death to his people by risking open war. Uh, quote, open war is upon you, whether you risk it or not. But Theoden's like, ah, who's the king here, guys? I'm the king here. Uh, and so he's like, I'm going to tell all oh, Mike, uh, we're going to go to safety, order the cities. He orders the city emptied so they can take refuge in Helm's Deep, which has saved them in the past. Uh, Theoden thinks he's leading them to safety, but we all know there's no way out of Helm's Deep. He's leading his people to a slaughter. Uh, I Gandalf. do love him snapping back at Aragorn and being like, last I checked, I'm the fucking king, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, You want to be a king? Step up. Say you're yeah. the king. You step up. You step up. I just, I, it's such a cool little uh, uh, back and forth between them. But yeah, and then Aragorn being like, dude, Theoden's going to take him to Helm's Deep and they are going to be trapped there and they're all going to fucking die. Like, this is not going to go well for us. Not knowing the story of this, like seeing this bit, the way it was edited and like the dialogue confused me a little bit. And they explain it like right after. So I, I, I then understood. But the way that he was just like, who the fuck's the king? And then it was it cut and then they're leaving. I was like, oh, OK, they're listening to Aragorn for whatever reason. Well, no, it's, it's it wasn't clear Sorry, what the, like what the plan was with Aragorn, like what Aragorn wanted them to do. And then. Then when Aragorn explained it, where he's just like, yeah, well, he's going to go to Helm's Deep and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so they didn't 
change their plans. Got it. Got it. Okay, I see. I see. No, I, I think it was just super confusing, Tim, because none of this needed to happen. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Got it. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. This is just filler. Um, I'm glad Winkler oh, fucking it. disappointed you. Oh, no, cool. no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That surfs on a shield, probably, as he shoots Eric, arrows at people. That's so cool. I, I, we can't do it because of future spoilers, but Aragorn questioning Theoden's leadership is going to come back when we're at Helm's Deep. It sure is. It okay. sure is, Elise. And Tim, so, just as much then as you do now for it. Cool. Just zero. Zero. <laughs> You're so <laughs> annoying. Helm's Deep Kevin. is a cool name. It is a cool name, yeah. man. That's a cool name. That's what we're going to call Tim from now on. Helm's, Helm's Deep. Deep. Uh, let's see. Oh, of course, Gandalf tells Aragorn. He's like, listen, man, they're making a huge mistake, but you got to go with them. Because no matter what, the defenses must hold. Uh, and then Gandalf says, look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. And Aragorn goes, got it. First light, fifth day. And then he goes, at dawn, look to the east. And he's like, all right, hold on. First light, fifth day, dawn, east. Gimli, write this down. Somebody write this down. <laughs> It's like when people give you addresses in movies. Yeah. It's like I need you to meet fifty one fifty one State Street uh, apartment number. I'm like, hold on, oh, I can't, I can't. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that. I'm, we're gonna have three text. We're gonna have three text exchanges before I get this right. <laughs> Don East. I already forgot it. I just said it two seconds ago. But these guys yeah. are better than I am. Uh, over in the stables, uh, Aragorn tames a wild stallion and Eowyn's heart. Uh, Eowyn is all about that. Aragorn, Elvish speak. Of course, Aragorn tells her to turn Brago free, which is the horse that Theodred used to ride. Uh, and he's like, he's seen enough war, uh, which I think was cool. And then Wormtongue catches up. Oh, the, at one point, though, I think I, met, I glossed over it. Theoden is about to kill Wormtongue and Aragorn stops him. And he's like, no. And then he's like, why did why did you stop him? And, I, and Aragorn's like, I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing to do. Is but there it's an a answer? Well, he says something about like, no, I don't think there was an answer. Well, he was like, let him go back to his master, right? But that's stupid. But like, like yeah, why would you dumb. kill a motherfucker? Or at least like break something off that he needs, you know? Yeah, I think I think it was like a mercy oh. sort of thing. I, yeah, I don't really agree with the decision, but I think it was like a a Batman sort of situation. You know, Superman, we don't kill whatever. I don't know. Yeah, they I think also at this people. point, like he was fairly powerless. He's just a he's just a worm. But you know what's less yeah. powerful? Him being dead. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know what the, I mean? The, all he could do then is push some daisies. Wait, hold on. So why was he less powerful though? Can he still make poisons? Well, he who Grima Orntung? Yeah, who who made uh, the poison? No, 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 no. It, that was. Saruman, I mean, yeah, it's just right? just now that now that Saruman no longer possesses Theoden, like. Grima Wormtongue has, has yeah, just a, no, no influence, no power. He's just a, a maggot, really. Like yeah, his life then, is not even worth killing. Uh, and ba well, yeah, basic. And then VP in chat. Yeah, it's it's the same thing of like the Aragorn does say enough bloodshed has been spilled. Just yeah, it's like, just a way to keep I, I feel him alive. Like if I was the king, I still would have been like, <laughs> all right, you know what I mean? Like, no. oh, dude, I don't I'm agree stab, with the decision. Stab, stab. I don't agree with it. Well, yeah. I'm like, this dude creeped on my daughter. He's got to die. He's got to yeah. die. Not his, Cut his, his, his niece. His niece, but yeah. well, niece, daughter, sister, wife, whatever the fuck these blonde <laughs> twenty years, right. whatever these blonde Rohanians are doing with each other. Rohanians. You know what I mean? Rohanians. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, of course, Warm Tongue makes it in good time over to Isengard, where he catches up with Saruman, who updates him on Aragorn, who bore a strange. He was like, "This guy wore a strange ring: two serpents and an emerald eye, and one of them's over the other one holding an umbrella or some weird shit." The ring of Barahir, Baradur, whatever. 
it. Gandalf thinks he's found Isildur's heir. No, it doesn't matter, though, because the world of men shall fall. It will begin at Edoras. Uh, of course, Theodore order, uh, orders uh, Gamble. You said so many There's syllables back to back that made no but sense Combined so all. many names. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot of things. Uh, that was also ordered. added, I believe, right? That was also added because I don't remember I so. watching to go watch. Sa- I don't remember seeing Saruman go into a book and being like, was this the fucking ring? Oh, shit. Like, I don't yeah. remember any of that. I wish that there was be. a little star in like the corner whenever they added a scene. So that I could like distinguish, like, oh, it's because there's been so many times me and Paul were like, was that added? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this was added. I think, but I would also like a an Amazon Prime Video sort of thing when you pause it and it'll pop up. Like, I wonder, does it pop up and give you like the facts of like, yeah, Uh, what's it called? What's that little Amazon feature that they have whenever X Ray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you if you pause it and then like Peter Jackson personally calls and he's like, all right, so he he in this scene, uh, (laughs) I just love that dude. (laughs) That would be amazing. Uh, We get a scene with Theodore and Gamelin. He tells him to bring bring him his horse, but Gamelin gives him the poo poo face. Uh, Theodore tells him that this is he's like, listen, man, this is not defeat. We will return. But Gamelin's like. I don't believe you. Over in the Great Hall, Eowyn shows Aragorn. She knows her way around a sword. Uh, she fears neither death nor pain. The only thing she fears is a cage. Man, she ain't trying to fit into those normal gender stereotypes. She's a warrior, and Aragorn fucking knows it. And there's... I'll tell you one thing right now. I love Liv Tyler, but there's something here. They got a little something-something. You know what I mean? If yeah. it wasn't for the fact that Liv Tyler has given up literally immortality for this man, I would say you got to twist <laughs> <laughs> but uh when a woman gives up immortality for you yeah you, you gotta put a ring on it you, you gotta put a ring on it, it. Yeah, you sure. gotta buy her a dog if she wants a dog or a cat if she wants a cat that's yeah. how it's gonna go yeah. uh, uh uh score here is great i just wanted to note that the score throughout this whole movie is unbelievable oh, the best uh warm tongue tells saruman that theoden won't stay at edoras he'll flee to helm's deep they'll be slow moving so if we send out some warg writers, it will be real, really harsh though, mellow, Tim. <laughs> it's not going to be a good time for them. It's going to be a yeah. bad time for him. Yeah, yeah. Bad. It was like, that's a good idea. So Gollum uh, later tries to catch a fish in a stream, and Sam calls him a stinker. Uh, Frodo challenges Sam <laughs> to did. stop. He actually him. did that. Oh, the little stinker. Oh, the little stinker. Oh, the little stinker. Because he's got kind of an Irish accent, right? Um, oh, let me show Lily. Uh-huh. Keep going, yeah. Stop running him down. Going, yeah. Uh, stand, uh, Sam, of course, stands by his point of view. There's nothing left but lies and deceit. But Frodo, of course, wants to help him. And, and when Sam presses him, why? Frodo says, because I have to believe he can come back. And, of course, he's talking a little bit about himself as well. He feels himself slipping farther and farther into the darkness. But spoilers. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, it's that's great. Uh, Frodo and Sam argue. And Frodo sounds a lot like Gollum at this point. And Sam's like, this is where you prove my point, buddy. You're proving my point here. Uh, why don't you give me that ring? Oh, Cliff from Cheers. <laughs> there it is. Don't you hear yourself, Frodo? Don't you hear yourself? Like, I love that. I just, yeah. it's yeah. so good, dude. Uh, that night, Gollum watches as the Hobbit sleep. He argues with himself about Frodo. Master is my friend. You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you, Andy Serkis. Uh, you're a hack and you don't deserve an Oscar. And then Smeagol, uh, is, a, is a, he's like, you're a murderer, though, man. Turns out, who would have thought Andy Serkis would do whatever it takes to convince people he has the stuff? Uh, Smeagol tells Gollum to leave now and never come back, which seems to work. Until he realizes he's talking to himself. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, but Smeagol's free. And the next morning, Smeagol brings them some rabbits, which Sam just is a dick about. But he insists on cooking it. And it's much to Smeagol's dismay because he likes raw foods. He's on that raw food diet, which is good for you, actually. It's a kind of anti inflammatory. Uh, I was he was freaking out at this. Yeah, he doesn't. Like he's like, what are you doing? 
dog, no! Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like, yeah. it, it. The scene you're just talking about, like, was that where he was like talking to himself? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was really cool. I hated how it was shot. It was terrible. It was like yeah, it, it like felt that. like out of the world. Mm. Where it was like some of the shots felt continuous, where it's like, oh, it's just different angles of the same thing. But some look like jump cuts. Where it was like, yeah. I felt like Meagle was like talking to like YouTube, like doing yeah, a vlog. They, they said that they, yeah, when they, he, they didn't film it separately. It wasn't Andy Circus doing Gollum and then Smeagol. It was all just one continuous thing. But then that there was some space in between that they felt they had to sort of cut down because it felt like he was going, he was transforming into a new character and it just kind of, it it felt off in the movie. So they kind of like cut down those little spaces. Yeah. I, I pulled up a quote here from Peter Jackson. He says, quote, we did the best with what we could with that shoddy performance by Andy Serkis. Uh, this is the best we could do. Should we cast no one back? <laughs> That was good. Uh, that was good. That's no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, Frodo, here's some movement in the field below them. Uh, they creep up and spy on an army of Sauron's forces. It won't be long now until Sauron is ready to make his war, the last war that will cover all the world in shadow. And then Sam spots two Oliphants. Uh, and he goes, oh, man, no one at home would ever believe that we saw these Oliphants. And maybe, Sam, it's because the word you're looking for is elephant. That's no. what very close. you're looking for. Yeah. No. Okay, is, is one what, of my favorite at least why are you saying no? What? He's, he distinctly says, and does he stutter, look, Mr. Frodo, and Oliphant. He does he not stutter. Does not stutter, really. That's like dumb, like dumb people who don't understand stuff, and they just go, oh, that's got to be this. And you're like, you just use that word wrong. In it's this word, point. it's an Oliphant. Uh, in this world, it's an Oliphant. Yeah. yeah, well, in my world, Oliphant, and I use this joke already, but you guys are talking over me, is a great actor from the series Justified. <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Oliphant. <laughs> yeah, is that it, was the is whole it, is it Middle Earth this world? I don't know. I, like, but it is, it is Oliphant. It's not I, Oliphant. That's there's like a bunch of theories saying that, like, uh, yeah, it's supposed to, like, he yeah, went back and forth saying it was this world or not. Yeah. Where, like, uh, if you look at the, the maps, what? Why are you nodding no? We're not, we're not reading the fucking Cimmerillion or whatever the hell it's called. All right, Kevin. Kevin you got it right. Kevin's like, it's the Venom Forest. Is that what it is? Did I get that right? No, it's close. Cimmerillion. Uh, and then the dude who narrated 300 starts shooting some arrows at these big-ass elephants, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, the hobbits, of course, attempt to escape but are caught by Faramir and his rangers. Uh, Faramir, it turns out, really is... I, I actually... I don't remember liking this character as much, but this scene, for me, was great. Because he was like, dude, I fucking hate this war. I hate both sides of this. And he looks down at the... As he's looking, he's talking down over the dead body of the guy he just killed. And he says, you, you wonder what his name is, where he came from, and if he is really evil at heart, what lies or threats led him on this long march from home, and if he would not rather have stayed there in peace. And so then he looks good. at the office and he goes, war will make corpses of all of us profound so fucking profound. good dude it's good. It's yeah. good line. and also added like not in the theatrical so was... goddamn good oh. i love the um, shot of him getting like shot out of the oliphant like it looked yeah. just looked really cool like the way that they the way he like, sort of played. fell down behind yeah. him yeah very, and very thank nice. you for referring to it by its te- its actual name <laughs> yeah thank thank you. Oliphant? yeah that's what they call him. what's the difference between an old Ol- uh, timothy oliphant and an uh, elephant way better elephants are way, way bigger well way obviously way Oli- yeah obviously these elephants are like the size of fucking buildings <laughs> like, were they though See, that was the thing that, yeah, like yeah. my scales all fucked up oh these, they're these gigantic little hobbits. 
You know what they're I mean? gigantic. I mean, no, you see the size like... of the humans riding on top of them. These things are are fucking huge. They're like bigger than mammoths. You know. Yeah. I don't. I can't think if I've ever seen a human ride an elephant. In real life. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, you have. have. Come on. You have I've seen yeah, like yeah. In cartoons, like Jungle Book, but I didn't know. Nah, you see. Give it, me an example. I feel like um, the Six Flags used to have that, where you could go the, and ride an elephant, right? I never there's just a bunch of videos. There's sure. just a bunch of videos of people in the wild, like riding elephants and shit. <laughs> Tim, elephants are actually they're elephant? actually like the they're like the muni of the wild. You just get on them. And you, yeah. they take you some ways. You get off. They're cool. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you googling um, right now? Person riding elephant? Yeah. I just I'm not. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying I don't think I've ever seen it. And now I'm looking at it, and I've definitely seen this. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nick, yeah. I I don't think Andy Circus has ever won an Oscar. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. I just, you keep Kevin, calling him out on his Oscar. Kevin, why are you adding to the field of the fire? <laughs> well, I'm just. I'm just. It's one of those things that like I want him to insult Andy Circus right. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, Kevin's on my side. He's been a silent protector <laughs> the whole time. The you silent know, protector, Kevin Cole. Yeah, I've been trying to get Andy Circus to beat the shit out of Nick for a long time. <laughs> Fuck, I might be Wormtail. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, is where I stopped my plot synopsis, but if you guys need to go, I didn't know where you guys were. This was around the one, 146 mark. Yeah, this, but is it. this is it. Okay, cool. So that's where yeah. we stopped for now, part one of the two towers. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know Wormtail is Harry Potter. It was a joke, guys. Sorry, the chat's like, ooh. Andy, go for it. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like so many people did to write your haiku. Reviews in haiku form. Kebabs writes in and says, Gollum still drops jaws. Perfection, Rohan's theme is. Balrog, fight is fire. fire. And then in parentheses puts and shadow. Chance Carter, Dirty Double C says, Can your elf eyes see the wizard and talking tree? Or Smeagol's wee wee. I'm going to be real. I looked for his dick a lot in this movie. I was just like, he's down there. That little flap can't be hiding it. You know what I mean? There must be some little slip. I forgot about that. I'm glad that person uh, pointed out that awesome line, which like I, I love that. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? I love that. Yeah. And they, yeah. they run as if the, the very whips of their masses are behind them. There's that line as well. Mm. And yeah. he had a broken rib while they were doing that. They were like, good on, good on Orlando Bloom. Had a broken rib that whole time. Andy, am I the only one that thinks that you should break a rib just just to do the next one? Just part two of Two Towers, you should do it with a broken rib? Oh, Possible, yeah. yeah. We, I think we can all we do can it. We can figure that out. Arrange yeah. that. Yeah, we should John all have Latrina. some sort of injury. John Latrina <laughs> says, Gandalf has returned. He passed through fire and death. Fools need not apply. Um, and then finally, Jacek says, what's taters, precious? Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick, stick them in a stew. Stick them in a stew. <laughs> there you go. Uh, precious. That's my impersonation right there. <laughs> yeah. We'll save Ragu Baggy for next week. Um, but I do want to talk about who's the MVP of this movie. Oof. I'm gonna Ooh. I'm gonna put it out there, and I know Nick's not gonna like this answer, but I'm gonna say it's Andy Circus because I thought he killed it as this golem, thought he killed things. it as this Schmeagel, but now Andy's telling me he also played Orc Number Seven. Like I don't know, he he I may have been Urukai. He's he's definitely an Orc or an Urukai. Who Either was way, the, who was the last? Who was the last MVP? Gandalf, I Gandalf. think. Was it yeah. Gandalf? Damn, because Gandalf was the it, white. Was it Aragorn? It could have been. I think we did. We not do Aragon? No, I guess. It's... I think we said it was Gandalf. I didn't write it down. 
fuck at the end. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna nominate Gandalf again for this for coming back from death. Yeah, that was really cool. Not Being a lot of people can do that, you know. That was pretty very cool. Few. Very few. Um, yeah. I mean, you make your argument for Gollum, man. I'll Go give, ahead. I'll Gollum. give it. I'll give it to Gollum because I love Andy Serkis' performance, but also he was able to fight his own inner demons and challenge Gollum, challenge the evil side of himself, and then come out on the other side and be like, "I'm good now, bro. I'm good." You know what? I, I cut dance. the habit. It's it's like when you have a relative who's like addicted to like a substance abuse. Smack. They're like, you know what? Uh, I'm three months sober. You know what I mean? And that's and that's Gollum and Smeagol's finally out here being like, bro, I'm yeah, good now. You know that's coming right back. Like you, you know. All, but he all, did it for this one, Kevin. Me, but he did. Know? But he hasn't done it yet, Kevin. You're gonna start <laughs> finding all really your well. missing from your house because he's selling it for that good, good smack. Uh, At least Willems. Say, who do you think? Go- Gollum sounds. Uh, pretty pretty right yeah uh, I, I thought about it i was like well you know tree birds saved the hobbits inadvertently but it's tree he didn't want to like, you know what i mean yeah yeah he didn't want to stay and hasn't stepped up in any way Air, aragorn's just sniffing the ground i mean golem it's probably golem yeah Nick? it also I mean, could be sure that gimli could have died in the fucking pits of uh of that dwarf city i wouldn't have given a shit about him <laughs> Um, I will have a lot of trouble riding a horse in this one. Gimli's oh, great, man. I love his little burp uh, to inter- <laughs> useless. Uh, I, mean, he's I useless. will. It's pretty cool. We're, we're asking about the MVP, Nick, not the, not the LVP. How dare you? How dare you, Elise? Why are you? Why are you putting that into the chat? <laughs> I tried. I tried Googling to see if I could find a picture of Henry Winkler and Andy Serkis <laughs> together. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I couldn't find anything. Um, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he was wearing. Yeah, probably. Oh, he was wearing a sweater actually. I don't think it was that color, but it was close to that. He was. He really likes those thick sweaters. Well, he likes to keep his uh, his his body warm. Um, I'll give it to Gollum as well. I think uh, this character is awesome, and it really it 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 moves everything along so well. Dynamic between Frodo and Gollum, and I like how that's written. Um, And I talk a lot of shit about Andy Serkis, but he's awesome in this role, of course. And that'll be the last nice thing I say about him. (laughs) (laughs) Very big of you, Nick. Thank oh you. man, Thank you. ladies and I, gentlemen, this has been the interview for Two Towers Part One. We will return next week, next Friday, with Two Towers Part Two. Um, also on Tuesday, we're going to start the Star Trek Kelvin Timeline trilogy. That's exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, Tuesday we'll be doing Star Trek 2009. Very, very exciting. What's up, next? Part at the beginning of Star Trek 2009. The first ten minutes, where they're trying to name. Man, their son she says so what she says what should we name him what about what if we name him after your dad and chris hemsworth goes tiberius no that's the worst let's name him after your dad let's call him james it's a good scene uh, it's a really good scene. good scene also carl urban get ready we carl urban, urban baby Woo! very exciting Woo! stuff Next Ali, week, thank you week. for joining us again for this thank one thank you thank you so much next week is the week we're gonna have to slow jam it next week because mm-hmm. there's, I don't, we can't be glossing over stuff. No, there's no Helm's glossing Deep. over anything in Helm's Deep, Elise. Okay. Okay. No. You got that, Nick? I'm not, dude. I'll get as deep as you guys need me to get. In All right, Helm. baby. You're looking kind of glossy, yeah. dude. I don't know. I don't like I it. I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, week. Uh, wait, Fly, uh, there's the. You fools. There's oh, Andrea. Andrea's bitch. Oh, Andrea. Oh, shit. Yes. Give me one yes. second. Give me one I didn't second. I know about this. No worries. A- Andrea is making a lot of these Hobbit moments more tolerable. You know, oh, I agree. I and, agree. And then you guys can't talk while we're doing it. Sorry, there's no way to mute you. That's fine. Cool. Okay. I will mute myself. Great.
What's good, kind of funny? Andrea Renee here for Lord of the Rings in review for The Two Towers Part 1 with another Hobbits being Hobbits moment. So The Two Towers is my favorite of the trilogy. I absolutely love this movie. And the scene that I wanted to focus on today is actually from the extended edition and is an additional scene that we didn't get in the original theatrical release. So we're inside Fangorn Forest and we're with Merry and Pippin. They've escaped the orcs. They have run into Treebeard and have run into Gandalf the White. And now they're on their way to the Entmoot. We have this little scene with them, which is a really nice respite moment before all of the action that happens in part two of this film, where they are drinking this water. So this water you see them drinking out of this jug is no ordinary river water. In fact, it is called an ent draught. So no one is really supposed to be drinking this except for ents. And as you can tell, it has a very crazy effect. It makes them taller. So in the original books, it doesn't actually make them taller instantly. It happens much later in The Return of the King. But I like that they have this cute little moment between these cousins which BT dubs Mary and Pippin are cousins if you didn't know and they have this playful moment where they're trying to get taller because hobbits poor guys super short under four feet all of them but then Mary and Pippin go on to become the biggest hobbits in the Shire because they have this moment with Treebeard where they get to drink the ant draught and I love this moment because it really gives you a peek into some of the deeper lore that is within the Lord of the Rings books. And if other book nerds out there have read, you recognize this water immediately. And I'm so glad that they included it in the extended edition. Now, I know that this isn't particularly funny or scary, but I thought it was a nice moment of friendship, which is a great reason why hobbits are such a important part of the fellowship overall. So I wanted to bring it to you guys. And I hope you enjoyed it. Because let's be honest, it's going to get really intense from here on out in the <laughs> next part of the movies but i hope you guys enjoyed it and i will be back with another video for you next time take care see you later